Bronan, what is best in life? Because your enemies see them driven before you, and to hear the Zamundo podcast. In the golden age of podcasts, there was but one undreamed of. And unto this Zumundo, destined to wear the crown of pop culture upon a troubled brow. You are now listening to Doolin and Keith on the Zumundo Podcast. And welcome to Zumundo Podcasts. What? Thank you, guys. I'll be here all week. <laughs> He's like, hand gestures. I'm like, what, what no, are you doing? No, I'm like telling the audience. To uh, hell yeah, the we audience. We appreciate it. We love you. We love you. <laughs> I'm doing. And I'm Keith. And we're going to get into it tonight with some pop culture goodness. Yeah. It's good. It's all of it's good. It's, it's, like, it's like a carousel. You pay your quarter, and the carousel goes up and down and around, feeling the motion with the flow. And it's all good things. Yeah, I was gonna say it's and it's always fun. Yeah. No matter how old you are, even if you're you, you gotta sit in the uh, the stationary bench that goes around, it's still a good time, you know. <laughs> you ever you ever ride a merry go around as an adult, and you're just like, yeah, I went with I I, I put my daughter on that one at Disney World. Uh, yeah, she was I don't know like four or whatever. But you got to stand there with her while she's on the horse, and, yeah, or whatever. And I, you're I just think, is, is that the, I don't know. I remember doing this anyway, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, writing some of the things that like used to thrill you so much, and you're like, why, why, why am I doing this? They're so fun. <laughs> the teacups, yeah. <laughs> the zipper, dude. I remember us when we went to the fair that one time. This was a million years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't even. We were just talking about remembering stuff too. Um, and we went on the zipper, and like I think Sean lost his glasses. That's when you realize change. Your pockets are not like secure to hold change in, you know, and stuff. It was mm-hmm. a pretty good time, yeah. Well, how's your week been, buddy? It's good. I was just about to ask you the same thing. Um, pretty good. I had some good sushi this week, a couple good workouts, you know. Yeah. Can't really complain. Got to see some good friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and uh, we got some good news this week. There's a lot There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot, a lot of fallout with the, uh, not fallout, that's the wrong term, a lot of news with the MCU. This is a big week. Last, last uh, mm-hmm. week, last episode of Loki comes out tonight, mm-hmm. I think. It might be out already. Um, and... Uh, the last episode that I just watched, that was awesome. That mm-hmm. was really good. I, I'm digging that show. And then, of course, you know, setting up for the for the movie and the uh, and the giant parties and stuff that are going on after that with all the critics and stuff that are... Right. I don't, I'm not exactly sure what they're celebrating, but I saw a show where they're, they're having a party tomorrow night, some sort of watch party or something. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, uh, I... Uh... I got I got my MegaCon ticket this uh, for the for uh, February, and uh, went ahead and booked a room for it. That's big. So that well, you're coming too, man. You got some. Uh, I don't. I, should we talk about MegaCon a little well, bit? We we'll talk a little, before we get to Bruce news and reviews. Yeah. We can just touch on it real quick. So MegaCon is a convention, right? Yeah. So I mean, so you did your first convention this past uh, September. And I always caveat that I, I did go to the to the, the small Comic Con. It was a real Comic Con, but it was yeah. small before, but. And that was cool to walk around. It was more vendors and stuff, not a lot of costumes and stuff. Yeah. But MegaCon's supposed to have a bunch. It's big vendors, right? Yeah, yeah, a lot of vendors, a lot of uh, a lot of guests. Uh, they haven't announced. Oh. They haven't announced all the guests yet. They're still like well, we've seen, getting those together. And we've stuff. seen a couple there. Uh, the cast from um, 
The Princess Bride, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Carrie Yules and uh, Robin Wright yeah. are both going to be there. The the Dread Pirate Roberts in the flesh. Yeah, and and Princess Buttercup. Yeah, so Princess Buttercup. That'll be fun. Paul Bettany, who was uh, of course Vision in the oh, Marvel movies. You know what? He was awesome as Jeffrey Chaucer. And uh, yeah, that's Night's what Tale that's well. what everybody seems to remember him from. You know, I didn't like Night's Tale. I was not a fan of that movie. So if you, I had the, or maybe I do somewhere the DVD and like the behind the scenes and why the music lines up. It mm-hmm. was it was all done on purpose. You know. Yeah. And I, I thought it was cool. It was a different... It, it, it was definitely a different take on the, it. The music in the movie is supposed to sound like how cool it would have sounded to the people in the time. Yeah, I get it. Thing, I get it. I get artistic it. Artistic license. Artistic yeah. license. And uh, I think the lady in that movie went on to do one other movie I never saw again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. That, at Megacon. That's awesome. You know? The, That's he's, awesome. he's like the most... The most badass latino dude ever like he's got or as they say on what we do in the shadows we got danny trejo over there he's, he's got the cool mexican tattoos you know he, he, and he's he, that guy has been in so many he just seems like a chill dude man films. like he's i just a, i just yeah. want to meet that guy i bet he's a pretty cool guy yeah he's like he's like the like the tough guy and like you know the, the tough mexican thug I, I, in movies you know like i can just picture him in so many movies i can't even name the movies you yeah know what i mean like he's just got a he's got a big uh a catalog of things that he's not there. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then uh, also on the list, we have Keith David, who's going to be there. Oh, Keith David. I fucking love Keith David, He's awesome, man. man. Um, his, his voice is just so iconic. iconic. Um, and if you guys are listening, you don't know who Keith David is, I guarantee you, you know his voice. Um, two uh, really popular things he did. He did the Spawn animated series right. on HBO. He was, he was Spawn <laughs> in the animated series. Which is awesome, mm-hmm. you know. And then also Goliath for Disney's Gargoyles. Which they're making into a thing again. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, if they're going to CGI the Gargoyles, I really hope they bring back Keith David. That would be wicked. To do that voice, yeah. man. I mean, like, I, for, for me, his voice is up there with, like, James Earl Jones. Like, he's freaking no, awesome. He's another super iconic voice. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah, so that's going to be Megacon in February. And, uh, hey, you know, I, I know we kind of, we, we mused on maybe doing this for Dragon Con, but Dragon Con is just, like, such a big event that we didn't, like, have time to like pack up all the equipment take it up there set up and everything but maybe we will do a show um from because we're staying right next to the convention center in yeah, our hotel so we don't have to walk a lot yeah so we can like we can do a show from megacon i think because we'll from just Greg, we'll, yeah megacon yeah sorry yeah we'll just do it in the hotel like yeah that's we don't fine. have to go set anything up but that'd be kind of cool like yeah well some fresh stuff to talk about that we see during the day what, yeah. what we saw that was cool and everything so yeah that'd be neat that'd be yeah, pretty cool a little bit of semi-live coverage i guess you'd yeah call it. i guess you could call it that <laughs> Cool. Another thing before we move on, I just wanted to mention this. Um, we have uh, we've been doing this show now since April, so we're going on about seven months. It's crazy, right? Yeah. So I want to do something really special for our our one year. Okay. Once we come around to our one year show anniversary, we've talked about this a little. Yeah. Bit. Did we? Um, I don't know. We talk about it on the. We didn't talk about it on the air though. You um, and I have about this. And I think it'd be kind of cool if we did like if we just did like a straight up like eight hour all day marathon. That's a long. It's a long time. show, but we'll have people like in and out to like. Yeah. To, we'll have yeah. we'll have some of our friends in and out. Like, hey, just come on in whenever and just join the show and like we can tap out and. You yeah, know. I actually mentioned that because we got a we got another buddy who's really in it. We got a lot of friends that are in comics that uh, maybe we could set up a conversation between. Uh, 
he and Charles and like, yeah, oh, yeah. And I can like uh, mediate it. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be really cool. It'd, it'd be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Our, our boy Nino has read a lot of comic books, so mm-hmm. he might he might he might be able to go toe to toe with the comic man. I don't think it's a competition so much as they're probably just interested on on their oh, yeah. takes on things. You know, for sure. Yeah, and maybe we can come up with a fun game for them to play or something. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I got uh, I got some great news. We're about to move to Bruce News and Reviews here in a second, but I got some great news, man. No Zumundo farewell tonight. That is that, that is, is good news. Yeah. Like I, I like you know, that. like I said, it, it's not a segment I like to do, but no. it's one that I feel we need to do. But we don't have to do one tonight. That's, so yeah, that's actually a good maybe thing. death has taken a week off. So that's good. That's good. All right. Well, that being said, you want to go ahead and jump into some brews, news, and yeah, reviews. Man, send it. All right, let's do it. Dink. Sometimes it sinks. And sometimes it's awesome. Sometimes it's awesome. Uh, I guess we'll start with the bruise. I am. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm taking. Uh, I'm taking it easy with the bruise I was tonight. Say, man. What are you drinking over there? Water. Okay, right on. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no bruise for me tonight, man. Water I'm, is is nature's brew. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm good. I'm, you know, it's. You know, I, I enjoy the drink, but I don't. Don't need to. I don't need to do it all the time. I'm actually trying that reverse osmosis purified calorie and sodium free Ooh. Uh, what do you call this lemon lime sparkling water yeah. <laughs> uh, it's actually not bad but it is very flavorless like you kind of mentioned you it's kind of bland in your crazy concoction of last week yeah cool cool well, let's get in we got lots and lots of news tonight so let's uh let's go ahead yeah. and get into it so i've got all types of news. Okay. Okay. As I, I got a lot of, I got a lot of, I have a lot of movie and TV news tonight. I don't know what, well, what you got. I'll but. start with the uh, convention news. That's not MegaCon. Uh, the LA Comic Con is coming up the first weekend of December, the first through the third at the LA Convention Center. So if you're okay. out that way, check it out. I don't know if I don't know how it compares to the San Diego one, but I imagine it's pretty big because that's like the heart of Hollywood and all that good stuff out there. Um, but I thought that was cool, and I know uh, a couple. They're not friends of ours, but um, uh, uh, a couple of the the big name, um, what do you call them? Like, you know, re- reviewers and people talking about movies and stuff are going to be out there. I think Chris Gore is going to be out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think X-Ray Girl is going to be out there. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he mentioned them bar hopping at some point. So you might you might see them out and about, say hi if you see them. Don't bother them, though, because they're okay. probably pretty busy. <laughs> um, well, I mean, we we approached Chris Gore at Dragon Con. Yeah, he, he was great. He was, he, <laughs> yeah. he, was, he was a cool guy. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Right on. Um, I'll, I'll move to a little bit. We'll, we'll, we'll bounce it back and forth here. Uh, Ghostbusters movie news. Okay. Yeah. Ghostbusters. So we got, we got a trailer for, I don't, is it afterlife two or Ghostbusters four? No, it's Ghostbusters frozen empire. Okay. Ghostbusters subtitle frozen empire. So the trailer just dropped Mm -hmm. and we watched it. Um, I, I, I dug it. I feel, I feel hopeful for it. I'm stoked. Yeah, uh, it has all the OGs. Well, except for Harold Ramis, obviously, uh, yeah. because he's passed away, yeah. no longer with yeah, us. Yeah, I saw. Uh, I think I saw all three of the other Ghostbusters though in it. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, they should. Yeah, there was. I remember for Afterlife, you didn't see any of them in the trailer because no. their characters didn't come in until the end. And I'm wondering if they're only going to be in there for like 30 seconds, you know? But maybe not. Maybe it looks like they might be taking a more active role in the movie, which is great because they're yeah. they're still awesome actors. We love all three of those guys, and uh, yeah. everybody wants to see more of them. Absolutely. But the the family, uh, Egon's uh, granddaughter, yeah, his his daughter and his, his granddaughter grandkids. and his grandson, I think, right? His 
Yes, all and three. Then, and yeah. then Paul and Rudd. Paul Rudd. Um, but uh, yeah, you you got the you you got the OGs mixed in with the new crew, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean it looks fun and promising, and that's all I really want from it. You know. So we got it's so it'd be Bill Murray as well, Dan Aykroyd, and Ernie Hudson. Correct. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's cool. They go to the. Uh, Get out there and check out the preview. It looks cool. It starts in Jersey and then they end up. Looks like they go back to the original Ghostbusters HQ. Yeah, uh, and all that good stuff. So it'll be a good nostalgic. It looks like a big, you know, New York Ghostbusting mm-hmm. event. So it'll be kind of cool. Yeah, it starts in New Jersey, like we said. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll be no, fun. Yeah, I'm on board for it. Yeah. Uh, what do you got? In other movie stuff, Nintendo has announced that they're going to make a live-action Zelda movie. I was going to talk it, you son of a bitch. After That's okay. the great success of the Super Mario Brothers movie. Okay. So, so yeah, I was going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, and this has been confirmed by um, Shigeru Miyamoto, who who, uh, who was the uh, creator, or one of the creators of the original Legend of Zelda. Yes. So this guy was like one of the OGs He's from the awesome. Nintendo days. Yeah. Um, so he actually approached uh, A.V. Arid, if I'm saying his name correctly, who is the CEO of Marvel Studios. He's Ooh. done a lot of these types of like action movies and shows and things like that um, uh, and asked him to produce the Legend of Zelda movie with him. Nice. And the production has officially started development. So, I mean, it's going to take some time before we see anything here, from here, it. But Here's my question. When they say live action... Was the Mario Brothers movie considered a live action movie? No, that was an animated feature. A, so it's going to be like real people then. Yeah, this is going to be okay. a live action film. <laughs> live action Zelda. The, it can be really, really good if you do it right. And you know, the great if, thing, I, mean, if, well, I think if Nintendo's going to back it, I think they're going to try to knock it out of the park like they did with the last movie. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's yeah, and like, and that's uh, a great point because, like, you know, Super Mario Brothers really did just knock it out of the park. It was, it was good. It's a great yeah. movie. It had throwbacks to the cartoon, yeah. to the video games, mm-hmm. uh, like all kinds of little hidden. You could tell gems that they really there. like respected the source material they right, were playing right. with. Well, it's um, Nintendo. It's yeah, their source. Yeah, material. yeah. exactly. Um, but thing is, uh, for a Legend of Zelda story. Um, it works a little bit different than Mario because like everybody there's like the one main story you have Mario from Brooklyn goes to the mushroom kingdom, save the day defeats Bowser. You know, that's, that's, that's the general story. Right. Um, With legend of Zelda, there are so many stories to explore. And I think of the OG, even, even through the cartoon and stuff, you know, princess Zelda gets taken by Ganon, right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and he's got to go save her. That's the most basic, and or, you know, or Ganon the, steals the Triforce, the Triforce yeah, get the Triforce back, that kind of stuff. The ma- then you throw in the Master Sword into the mix, like yeah. the legendary sword that the hero wields. Zelda too, she's kind of like Sleeping Beauty kind of thing. Like she's asleep, yeah. and he's got to go figure all that out. Well, the, but then there's Arcana of Time. There's all these uh, uh, new ones, Breath of Wild. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of crazy. Well, that's Zelda the thing, and, and and I mean, and and like there's I. I I don't want I don't know what to call them the Legend of Zelda historians, you know, whatever it is. They have been like putting linking these stories, no pun intended, linking these stories together for like years trying to find like some kind of through like line. Like a narrative. Yeah, yeah like a narrative. Yeah. Like I mean, and some of them do kind of connect, like link to the past, like alludes to the events of Ocarina of Time, like in the beginning. So Ocarina really? of Time uh happens like at some point way before Link to the Past. So I know yeah, one of those one of there, those there, 64 games is like a prequel, probably. Ocarina of Time okay. was the prequel to Link to the Past. Which would be a prequel to... Yeah, which would be a prequel Zelda. to the first Zelda game. Yeah. And then the thing is, <laughs> I mean, so it's like... So, I mean, it, it's pretty common knowledge that, like, 
not all the all of these Link characters. Link is just sort of the name for whichever hero you're playing for. It's at like the James time. Bond, and yeah. A James Bond but they're movie. not like, but yeah. they're definitely they're not all the same person because they couldn't possibly be because they lived it unless they're it's the reincarnation of the same people, which they touched on in Wind Waker. Um, oh, wow. In Wind Waker, he, they were he was like the reincarnation of Link and. Um, Tetra, I think, was like the pirate girl was like the reincarnation of Zelda. Okay, um, and that's uh, and that one also ties into Ocarina of Time. So that one actually oh. happens after. So it was Majora's Mask. I'm like, <laughs> dude, it's you know what? I'm gonna stop. I yeah, could keep yeah, going. Yeah. I'm gonna stop. I could keep going. But I'm just. But what I'm saying is, there's no real through line for all of these stories. So they have a little bit of freedom where they can kind of create yeah. an original story based on all of these things. So I don't. I don't. I haven't like reviewed these. I I got into speed running the first Zelda game, mm-hmm. and uh, I could even do the thing the the screen wrap for a little bit, a couple times, right? Like yeah. go straight to level three, all that kind of stuff. And we don't really talk about those games. A lot. I didn't play a lot of the uh, the newer Zelda ones. I, I played mm-hmm. one of the N sixty four ones once, but I didn't beat it. It got hard. It got real hard or something. <laughs> yeah, you know? like the puzzles were pretty complex. And yeah, whatnot. And um, but they're cool. But yeah, I'm a huge, <clears throat> especially that first game is one of my favorite video games of all time. And mm-hmm. uh, so I'm excited for this movie to come out for sure. Yeah, me too. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, no telling. Excuse me. I'm princess. not sure if it's going to be a Netflix movie or if it's coming to theaters. Yeah, what they're going to do with tell. it, but well, time will tell. Yeah, man. Cool. That's pretty cool. So in uh, other TV movie news, you got you got more. Or you want? I got another one. I got plenty, but you can go okay. ahead. So and uh, this is. Show news, really. Um, Homer Simpson, okay, will no longer no longer be strangling Bart as a part of the running gag in the show when he gets mad Aww. at him. Yeah, and he chokes him. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, they're I saw like, that. "Hey, times have changed. We're just not choking. <laughs> We're not choking Bart out anymore." Yeah, I mean, I get it. I guess, like, honestly, you know, if they stop doing it, it, I wouldn't have noticed. Yeah, probably. I like, mean, like, uh, yeah, that's one of those things. It's like, yeah, you don't even really need to announce it. Just don't if you just don't want to do it anymore. Because, like, I get it. Strangling kids ain't cool. I right, understand. Right, yeah, you know what I mean? No, I totally understand. It's just honestly, like, it's one of those things. Like, they don't do it every episode, so it wasn't like it's not the biggest running. You know, yeah, thing that they have in the show. There's so many other things, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that they put that out this week, and then uh, yeah. why you little? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. What do you got? Uh, so I, you waited till I took my notes down. Hold on. Um, all right. So up, uh, we got another. Uh, there's another show coming down the pipeline. The Artful Dodger, um, and this is going to be based on uh, Charles Dickens' classic novel. Oliver Twist, which, you know, oh, I was a huge okay. fan of that book when I was a kid. I was the first play, you know, I did a lot of theater when I was a kid. First play I ever did was a professional production of the musical Oliver. That's cool. So I, so this one kind of caught my eye because I really, you know, I really like the character. Um, I, I like, you know, all the characters in that story. So uh, if uh, you don't remember, uh, the Artful Dodger was uh, a, a street pickpocket. Uh, his name was Jack Dawkins, but he was good at like, Dodging the Scotland Yard, basically. So okay. he was, uh, yeah. So they, he got the name, uh, the Artful Dodger. So this story is going to be set in the 1850s, um, and it's going to be kind of like a follow-up to event uh, of follow-up to the events rather of Oliver Twist, where we now see like a grown-up version because he was a boy in in the original story, um, living uh, an adult double life as a surgeon, but still not being able to let go of his criminal background okay per, per the synopsis per the synopsis synopsis, synopsis. words are hard <laughs> um so there's going to be heists life and death surgeries soirees and more all wrapped Swarly. into one it says so um i don't know like i'm i'm like 
Um, okay, you you have my attention. I'll I'll definitely give the artful Dodger a watch when it comes okay. out. Could be yeah, good, man. Yeah, it sounds yeah. neat. So for sure. What do you got? Uh, well, I got some video game news and some toy news. Okay. Uh, we'll start with video game news. I got a, I saw a trailer for River City Girls. Um, another game that I absolutely love is River City Ransom. Of I have course. it on every way you can have it. Old school Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually released it on Xbox. It's in the game store somewhere i think you can still get it mm-hmm. um but so river city girls looks like river city ransom but in reverse now the boys get kidnapped or whatever which is kind of cool and uh it looks real cartoony like um you know it's a it's a beat-em-up like dungeon or dungeons and dragons it's it's like uh you know like double dragon kind of beat them up and stuff like that but it was one of the first ones that worked really well on a uh on a t- not to say that that double drag didn't work but it has limitations with the platform, right? Okay. <laughs> but it's a 2D uh, beat-em-up, you know, kind of like the Ninja Turtles games and stuff like that. And, and I feel it, you. The, the animation looks really cool. Um, I like it. And it's for mobile gaming, actually. So oh, you'll be cool. able to play it on your phone and stuff. And, and yeah, it should be fun. And they, I, they made the Scott Pilgrim game look similar and, you know, had some RPG elements. Yeah. So I'm not sure if this one does too or, or not. I'm sure it does because they all, you can kind of upgrade yourself and whatnot. Um, but yeah, that was, that was kind of neat. Cool. And then... In toy news, okay, I saw a Hasbro release some Dungeons and Dragons 40th anniversary figures, Ooh. like from the cartoon. Yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah, from the 1980s. I remember yeah, it well, and I, man. And I watched uh, Retro Blasting's review of these things, and um, uh, they were talking about uh, the characters, and they actually did a little nod to these guys in the Dungeons and Dragons movie, um, but they really mm-hmm. just show them like for like two seconds. And the show never got the wrap up from what it I was understand. an Easter egg. Yeah, it was like an Easter egg. And, and that's a good way to put it. And they're cool. And people really like those characters. So they, they made some toys for them. They never made toys for them originally. So these aren't like a reissue or anything. Right. Um, and, and they're kind of, you know, I don't I don't know how you say that. Like they, they're things you buy and display on a shelf or whatever kind of toys. Like I don't know yeah. how much of a toy action figure. I don't play with action figures anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just thought it was kind of neat. Um, yeah, it came up in my feed and I was like, oh, that's cool. All right. Right on. Yeah. Cool stuff. Um, hey, this one I'm actually kind of excited about. Spartacus, the House of Asher. Now, I don't know if you... Spartacus. Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. No, no. I'm Spartacus. No, you're not. I'm Spartacus. Um, did you ever watch um, Spartacus, Blood and Sand? Uh, I did. Um, that was a great show. couple seasons, they were different. Like, well, they did, Gods well, of the Arena. Well, so, okay. So, this, so they, the did, they did the first season. Spartacus. Spartacus, Blood and Sand, I okay, think, yeah, was, that's, se- was yeah. season one. And yeah. then... Um, the actor who played Spartacus, um, I can't remember his name, Andrew something. Um, you should look that up. Uh, they, um, he had, he had a very similar story. Andrew, to, Andy Whitfield. Yeah. And he, he ended up getting cancer, right? Yeah. So he, yeah, he came down with, um, like I think leukemia? it was non-hot, no, I think it was non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Okay. And, uh, so they, uh, they, they took a break. And so while they did the break, they went ahead and went back. They're like, well, we're going to introduce these characters in the later season anyway. So they went back and did like a short mini series for a prequel. Right. Which had like another star. Yeah. Which added, um, uh, which added another but it character. Also, it also gave the, um, kind of the origin story to Crixus, right? Uh, that, to, to Crixus as well as, um, Doctori, right? yeah. And, and Doctori and yeah. like all those characters, the guy who's in everything. That, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That guy. Yeah. Uh, that was, uh, Peter, Peter Mensa who played Doctori in yeah. that. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a great actor. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but it was like very stylized and cool. But anyways, very, they went back very much and then like they, the three hundred movie. Very much, yeah, very much like very Zach much inspired. Snyder didn't do this, right? Uh, no, Frank I don't think, Miller. Frank Miller. Yeah, yeah. no, 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 um, no. That wasn't. Zach That's Snyder, like the Frank Miller style of stuff. Um, yeah. But uh, so, but then they went forward, and by, by the time they were ready to go forward, season two, Andy Whitfield had unfortunately passed away, right, right. Um, and he was replaced was, by Liam McIntyre, who you know he he did he did a good job. Yeah. Um, but uh, but they they wrapped it, and it's like it was a perfect example of like they told the story inside of like three three and a half seasons mm-hmm. and they ended it and it was it was perfect okay um but now i, I didn't see those later seasons oh uh, i mean definitely watch it because it's 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 worth it like i mean i think like it, i remember it, they're like running and hiding and yeah stuff. i mean it was okay. definitely i mean the first season was all about like spartacus's rise to power inside the the um, gladiatorial and the Ludus, yeah, yeah as as like the gladiator and becoming like the head honcho gladiator and stuff like that and then it's not until the end of the first season where they stage the revolt and they they, they, they out, kill yeah. Quintus Badiatus and bust out and they start their uh, start their slave revolt, which is which is which has some grounding in historical fact. There was okay. a gladiator that I, I'm pretty sure his name was his name was Spartacus, or they think it was Spartacus. Nobody no. really knows his real name, and they like stay true to that. Um, Spartacus's real name in the series is never revealed. Huh. Like he just Spartacus is a name he is given, and that's just the name that he goes by at that point. Um, but um, we're gonna now we're gonna, we're gonna make another series now. Apparently, uh, okay. so Stars is doing Spartacus, the House of Asher, and Asher, if you remember, uh, was portrayed by uh, an actor named Nick Terabay, um, who strangely enough uh, he died. Uh, the character, not the actor, the character was killed in the final season. Um, okay. So it's going to be interesting. But the official description states, this series poses the question, what if Asher hadn't died on Mount Vesuvius at the end of Spartacus' vengeance? And what if he had been gifted the, gladi- the gladiator school once owned by Batiatus in return for Ro- for aiding the Romans in killing Spartacus and putting an, a- an end to the slave rebellion? So I don't know if they're going to retcon his death somehow or if they're like just going to say, mm-hmm. like, at the start of it, be like, hey, remember when this happened? Well, we're just going to go over here and do this with this character instead. Yeah, okay. So it's it's a way to kind of continue the series as kind of like a, an interesting what if kind of thing. But that's, that was one people talked about a lot when it was out. It was pretty popular, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, Spartacus House of Asher coming to stars at some point. Really looking forward to seeing it. Okay. What do you got? Uh, that I'm, I'm done. You're done on news. Yeah. For the week, a couple little like uh, footnotes before we move on to reviews and, um, Super Mario RPG. Ah, yeah, that was the The remake. We were talking about that last night. So if you were a fan of the Nintendo switch, I, I loved Super Mario RPG. I played it like all the way to the end. I beat it. I mean, I was like 14 years old and Mm -hmm. I beat it. Um, and then I gave it another run through, uh, maybe about six, seven, eight months ago, something like that. I played through it cool. again. Yeah, it was fun. Um, yeah, so they're they're doing like a they're doing a, a remake, I guess. Uh, yeah, like updated an update, graphics, updated graphics uh, remake, some quality yeah. of life stuff with the with the menus and yeah. things like that. So, uh, but it looks really good, and I'm excited for it to come out. For yeah, sure. yeah. Cool. Well, uh, let's. Uh, I think that's all we got for news for today. Let's move yeah. it on to the reviews. You got you got something to review? I got a little something to talk about. Yeah, but. mine's mine's kind of short here. So I watched this movie, and I I, don't, I, th- I thought I talked about this before, but it, uh, it's called Moonfall, right? Okay. And um, it's a Roland Emmerich movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roland Emmerich made um, 
Stargate and Independence Day mm -hmm. and 2012 and stuff like that. So it's kind of a, you know, he's like a disaster movie guy, kind of known for that okay. sort of thing, right? And it stars a few people. So this, this movie's kind of weird. It's about a couple astronauts that save the world. <laughs> okay. I, that's that's uh, Armageddon? Yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's got quintessential moments Don't for this. So it's a Sorry. disaster movie that starts out with some astronauts getting attacked while they're doing a spacewalk. They're working on like a satellite that's broken. This okay. is like with the space shuttle too, like the old one, like right. that everybody remembers from the nights, like space shuttle discovery, mm -hmm. endeavor, all those things. And um, they get attacked by these like crazy nanobot AI monster thingies, okay. which uh, it's like whatever. And then like NASA kind of covers it up and because, uh, uh, you know, they lose an astronaut in the process. Uh, the astronaut guy flies the, the thing with no electricity, like it lands the shuttle like it's it's a big deal, right? <laughs> I, um, that comes into play later in the movie. I'm not going to give it all away, though. So you can watch it. Um, but anyway, so this definitely has the... Um, after that, the, the AI thing is they're messing with the moon. Mm -hmm. Turns out the moon is not, it's not the, it's, it's not the moon you think it is. It's a giant hollow, uh, alien created thing that protects the planet or something. Right. Okay. And, um, they monsters start messing it up. The alien AI, not, I don't, I, they're robots, whatever they mess it up. And the moon starts crashing towards the earth. Right. And it starts messing up the earth. There's the disaster movie. Okay. Like, right? yeah, yeah. 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 Um, what were those deep impact? And, uh, what's the other one? Armageddon. Armageddon. But there was a third too. <sighs> Dante's peak was like all those. It's yeah, got all yeah. those kind of volcano things. Yeah, twister. Twister. Yeah. 2012. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, they, they, um, so the government knew about the AI monsters the whole time from the first moon landing, apparently. Mm -hmm. And they, they kind of canceled the program to like keep them in check mm -hmm. due to like budgetary concerns <laughs> or something. You're like, uh, that's kind of a big one. Um, but it's so it, it's this movie's crazy. It's got its Independence Day scene and you'll get that when you watch it. Um, it's pretty hokey, you know, all the place with AI. It's two AIs fighting each other. OK, like the, like the moon's got good AI in it. And then there's bad AI. It's kind of mm -hmm. it's kind of crazy. But so I'm not going to give it all away. But, um, you know, the world starts changing because the the moon's getting closer. Gravity starts messing things up and yada, yada. Okay. Um, and you know, it starts, they're, they're singing, they're singing Africa from Toto in the beginning of the reason <laughs> space, suit, which is pretty cool. And, uh, you know, there's like some, some hokiness in it, right. but it stars Halle Berry, Patrick Wilson, John Bradley, Bradley, uh, who's Sam, Samuel Tar or Samuel Tarley, Samuel, Sam is, is he Samuel or Samuel? Samuel. He's Sam Tarley in Game yeah. of Thrones. Who we're going to see him he again in Three Body Problem. Basically yeah. plays Tarley again. The same character. Yeah, yeah that's what kind of what everybody said that even in, and I kind of thought the same thing. He's kind of hard. He's too new, to, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's too close to that role uh, time-wise for you not to think of him as that guy. Sure. And, uh, and Donald, Donald Sutherland actually makes a crazy cameo. Oh, like, I like Donald Sutherland. He's yeah, good. he's, you know, he's an old guy in the movie and stuff like he, that. He, so, he's always an old guy. And, and here I'll go through my 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 normal thing the, the acting's fine right these, these actors are all pretty good okay it's kind of it's, i wouldn't say it's a b movie because budgetary wise like visually it looks great the, this space scenes are impressive uh the disaster stuff isn't as good as some of the films before in my opinion yeah um that could be a budget thing you know a style thing whatever you want to call it right uh the sound seems like it'd be really good in theaters or like on a big you know you watch on your big screen with your sound bar and all that stuff mm -hmm. good. um all in all it's a weird concept man uh, but it leads really well into what I'm going to discuss this week on Mysterious World. Yeah, I was um, going to say, that's not the last time we're going to talk about the moon tonight. I have to I have to admit, it doesn't stand as strong as Independence Day, okay. Stargate, 
Universal Soldier. <laughs> he did. He did that one. You're just yeah, going. Yeah. You're yeah. just going down in quality with every one. Time Actually, cop. I, I don't know. If we're, uh, if we're going best to worst, I'd say Universal Soldier, Independence Day, Stargate. I like all those movies. And uh, in 2012, I think 2012 visually was was cooler. In in you know like the winter in New York thing and all that stuff going on, it was cool. But mm-hmm. um, it's got an overall rating of three out of three point three, I guess, out of five when you Google it on the webs. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I will say is, if, if I'm not saying it's a bad movie or a great movie, it's it's you know obviously you're not running out of the theaters to see it because it's not in the theaters anymore. But um, if you're like sitting around on Saturday afternoons raining, you're like, hey man, what should we watch? It's what do you yeah. call it? A hamburger movie, popcorn cheeseburger, movie, cheeseburger, cheeseburger movie. movie. That's yeah. it. Yeah, it's one of those movies. Like, yeah, you might you might enjoy it. it you know, it's no, like, nothing new. It's kind of long. It's it's like two hours, two ten, something like that. So it's kind of a long movie. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's all right. Okay. Yeah, I'm not I'm not giving you thumbs up or thumbs down. It's just it's just a movie. I watched it. All right. Yeah, but like if you like the special effects and those kind of like that feels of like, oh man, it's all coming down. Like it's one of those kind of movies. Yeah. Right? yeah. All right. Right on. Very cool. And some actors that you recognize, obviously. All right. Cool. Moonfall. All right. That sounds cool. And like I said, that's not the not, that's not the last time we're going to talk about the moon tonight. Uh, no, sir. Uh, I got one uh, quick review I want to talk about here uh, because I was a little bit late to the party watching this, but um, I remember seeing the trailers for this when it came out last year, and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll watch that. Yeah, I was like, I'll watch that, and then I completely forgot about it. And like, as I lay in bed the other morning, I was thinking, I'm like, oh shit, I never did watch that movie. So I, I found it on, uh, I found it on Amazon TV, and I had to rent it and paid like four bucks to watch it, whatever. But uh, I watched Clerks three. Four bucks in this economy? Yeah, <laughs> I watched Clerks three, and um, you know, I know like. You know, you and me were big fans of like the original Clerks, like back in the day. Our friend, our buddy Mac, had us watch it, and <coughs> yeah. So I had seen it before that. Um, you saw Clerks three? No, Clerk, oh, the Clerk, first Clerks. Clerks. Yeah. yeah, and and it was, it was one of those movies that I don't even know how people in our age group would have gotten turned on to it. It was just like you have it to was watch. A, it was movie. a it was a cult. Fa- it was like yeah. a cult classic. Like it was a big cult hit. Was it older than that? Like yeah, I when think did it, it come out? It came out in ninety four. Okay. So we were in high school. So it had been out. It had been out for a couple of years. Yeah, and and I I I mean the jokes right are really what makes that movie and stuff. And yeah, the you know they're vulgar. Well, and, and it's and the Jay whole thing. And Silent Bob. That's their first uh, appearance that I can remember yeah. anyway. Well, so uh, in, and and uh, and to talk about Clerks three, you kind of have to talk about Clerks one for okay. a little bit because the, the whole movie. Uh, like if you know anything about Kevin Smith, like I, 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 I'm not I, even supposed to be here today. Yeah, I was a huge fan of Kevin Smith when I was younger. Uh, and when I say younger, I mean like, you know, even going back like the last 10 years, it's only like the last couple of years, I kind of started to sour on him a little bit. Okay. But, um, but he, he was always kind of the, the poster boy for like, Hey man, I worked at, I worked at a convenience store and now I'm making movies. Like right, anybody can cool. do this. Yeah. 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 Very um, cool. But like, uh, so clerks, the movie was kind of born of like, he was kind of this aspiring filmmaker. He couldn't really cut it in film school, um, so he dropped out of film school. And Is film school hard. Um, he talks about it. I don't. I think it just wasn't really for him. Like he just yeah. didn't enjoy it. Okay. Um, but he was working like in, in his early twenties, working his life away at this convenience store, which is where the movie was filmed. And a lot of people work yeah. at convenience stores. Yeah. Right? And he uh, just decided, like, he's like, you know, with all the things that have happened to me at this job over the years, like, I could just make a movie out of this. Yeah. And and he did. Okay. And that was kind of playing hockey on the roof. Yeah. That was <laughs> yeah. That was like all. I think all of those things, like, or not all of them, but at least most of those things, like, <laughs> happened to Kevin Smith at some point. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, so he, so he wrote, uh, and directed clerks 
And then we, uh, about 12 years later in 2006, we get Clerks 2. Now, if you know, if you, have you never seen Clerks? It's about these like early 20s guys working in a convenience store. Yeah. And, and their lives don't change at the end of it. Like nothing really changes. They just go back to It's just working. a day at the convenience store. Yeah, it's just store, a day yeah. at the convenience store. That's the yeah. entire movie. Like the conversations that happen within the movie are, what, are what's interesting. Right. Um, so 12 years later, 2006, we get Clerks 2. Now, by this point, Kevin Smith had done like Dogma, Chasing Amy, Mallrats, like all of yeah, these movies, yeah. all of these movies kind of tie in with each other, right? Like it's all kind of set within the same universe. Um, but we thought it was kind of done with Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, but it wasn't. He goes on to do Clerks 2 in 2006. So this is like 12 years later. And this one, now they're working at a fast food place because Randall burned down That's the convenience right. store. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then it, Kind of ends. Too, uh, yeah. yeah, it kind of ends where you know Dante, the main character, kind of has that he falls in love. He has this happily ever after with Rosario Dawson's Aww. character and everything. That's Rosario Dawson. Yeah, Rosario Dawson was in Clerks too. Okay. Yeah. Um. So that sets the stage for Clerks three. Um. You can tell Kevin Smith really kind of took this from a place of his personal experience because back in 2017. Uh, Kevin Smith had a massive heart attack. Really? Yeah. You oh. did you not know this? Have you have you seen Kevin Smith lately? Like he's he's he used to be he's like thin. A, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. really thin. Um, so he had this massive heart attack, and the doctor was oh, just wow. like, "Hey, man, this heart attack you just had—it's called the Widowmaker because very few men survive this okay, heart attack." Yeah, he had a bad one. Though, right? um, yeah, he had a really rough heart attack. But um, but after that, like he became vegan, he slimmed down, he lost the weight, like okay. you know, because he he doesn't want to die, obviously. Right. Um, so he pulled from that in his personal experience, and Randall from Clerks has a massive heart attack at the beginning oh, of it. Okay. Um, and then, like, with that brush of mortality, he decides he wants to make a movie. So then they start doing this, like, shot-for-shot shot remake of Clerks 1 in Clerks 3. Weird. So they're making... Yeah, so they're making this... It's, it's, it's very it's, meta. It's extremely meta, and it's actually... It's obnoxiously meta. Like, okay. And I got to say, like, this, this movie was kind of a mixed bad, bag for me because there's parts of it that I thought were just beautiful and amazing but it's surrounded by all of this kind of like like all right let's let's watch let's watch the people from clerks make the movie clerks like that's yeah. the entire movie or yeah. whatever um and then uh ended really can i spoil it should i spoil it uh all right to you, buddy. I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna give you the, i'm gonna go ahead and give you the spoiler alert if you haven't seen clerks three um dante at the end of it then has a massive heart attack. Oh, wow. And Dante dies watching the movie Clerks. So like oh, it's so, so basically like uh Randall comes in to see him in the hospital with the finished movie Clerks and he like he watches it and then so like you see it inside and of Randall's Dante's the guy mind. From the movie store, right? Yeah, Randall, okay, yeah, yeah, Randall yeah. was the guy. But they but they now own the convenience store together. Like they Ooh. became co-owners of the convenience store. Um but uh Randall brings in the movie for Dante to watch. Yeah. And like you could see in Dante's mind, he's sitting in a movie theater watching this movie. He's right. really on a hospital bed, but he's in. The, and then Rosario Dawson, who oh, who uh, died, she died like shortly oh, after Clerks wow. 2. She got she got into a car accident. And Jeez, yeah, sad, she did. Yeah, it's extremely sad. But she approaches him inside the movie theater and watches the movie with him, and he decides to like leave before the movie's over. And he's like, "Hey, let's get out of here." She's like, "Don't you want to watch the rest of the movie?" He goes, "Nah." I, he's like, "I trust the filmmaker. He's my best friend." Yeah. And then like they turn and leave, and then Dante flatlines, 
and that's kind of the end of it. And it's just, Jeez. it's really sad. Like you're kind of left wanting, like God, Kevin Smith, like you killed off Dante Hicks, man. Um, it had like it had good parts focusing on Dante's life, but uh, ultimately kind of came across really self indulgent. And Dante's life, like looking back on it, like that's what your life was. Like that's really sad, man. Like Kevin Smith had a heart attack after the fact, but he made this movie and it elevated him to stardom and he became an actual filmmaker in Hollywood. Right, right. Dante made this movie and died. Did, didn't see the Yeah, didn't didn't get labor. to see the fruits of the labor. So um I don't know. It, it was kind of a mixed bag, but wow. Kevin Smith has had a really weird career over the years. Yeah. He's gone from like the view askew stuff to making some really weird horror movies. Okay. Um, and then now he's back to like he did James yeah, Silent Bob didn't reboot. He, didn't he make like Red State? He made Red State, which was weird and dark. And then he made Tusk, which was just so awkward, man. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't see. I that. don't. I don't yeah. know how to. You. I can't really explain Tusk. There's so many movies out there that I haven't seen. Yeah, yeah. But, it's okay if you haven't seen them all too. <laughs> um. Well, that's uh, that's my review for uh, Clerks Three. Interesting. Um, if you're, I, I would say like only watch it really if you're a fan of all the old stuff. Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, because it kind of it brings closure to the Clerks story. So oh. yeah, but uh, that just makes me sad it, listening about it. Yeah, it was it was kind of depressing. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got nothing to say that. on that note let me say something i, I meant to say this as we go into the uh, thanksgiving season yeah um, i have to say uh, i'm thankful for you and all the work you do on the show i know uh i know uh chuck and charles oh uh, heartfelt <laughs> moment. Uh, i know chuck and charles appreciate it too uh it's pretty cool man that that we put this thing together and like you said we've been doing it for a while now and it's yeah. uh it's a pretty good time uh, everybody that listens to it says it's a pretty good time uh, so far. Anyway, maybe not after that depressing movie review. But. <laughs> no, no, man. No, thank you. This is this is great. I love doing the show week after no, week. It's cool. It's fun playing with all the gear and you know with the roadcaster and it's yeah. been a little adventure. You know what I love right. about uh, just about like where we are in time right now is like you can anybody can have a show now. True, and it's and a lot of people do. You know, and yeah. that, and that's great. Like you just you, you plug in a microphone. You sit down with your friend and you start talking and things come up with a concept yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. And things happen. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you you make content, you make entertainment for other people, and all it really takes is just a couple of microphones and a couple friends sitting around BSing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And 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 like I said, hopefully with some structure. Don't go out there and wing it. <laughs> yeah. But um no, I mean no, some no, people do, but no, you know. I'm I'm kinda I'm half joking. But yeah, no, it's good, man. And, and I you know, I'm thankful for my friends and the, and the people I got in my life as well. But the uh this has been a cool experience. I never, you know, I've always, you know, I watched a lot of podcasts, especially early on, not early on YouTube, but you know, YouTube started getting bigger, you know, especially with like things like Joe Rogan are on there all the time. You see clips and you're like, man, that looks like a really fun time to do. And mm -hmm. we're doing it. And it's a yeah. great time, you know? Yeah, it so is. So I definitely suggest if anybody wants to, wants to do it, at least give it a try, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe you film one or record one thing for yourself and, and never do anything else, but it is pretty cool. But yeah, uh, yeah you put a lot of work into this. And it's cool. Like Thanks, I said, man. this is this is one of the you know, if not the big highlight of my week, um, and it, it's a good time. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I, I agree totally, man. I, I enjoy doing this with you week after week, and hopefully, we'll keep on doing this for many many more years to come. Yeah. yeah. And if there's something you guys wow. uh, want to talk about, you want to hear us talk about something, or you just want to connect with us, uh, we're on Facebook at Zumundo Podcast. Also, uh, you can send us an email, Zumundo 
at Outlook.com. And uh, yeah. we, we will be here for you. And if there's, yeah, it's, I mean, and silly stuff. If you're like, hey, can, can you watch this movie? Please, hopefully it's a decent movie. But, you know, hey, if you got any ideas like that, things you want us to check out, let us know. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's get into some uh, comic book conversation with uh, Comic Man, shall we? Absolutely. All right, let's do it. Comic Man from Baltimore. He's got more books than a comic store. From X-Men to Fantastic Four. All the sagas he's explored. It's time to check in with Comic Man. Just like the song says, it is indeed time to check in with Comic Man. And we got Comic Man Charles Bass Rap on the line. Charles, how you doing, brother? Yes. I'm doing good. How are you guys doing tonight? We're doing great, man. Outstanding, doing great. You know? Just watched uh just watched the trailer for uh Rebel Moon right before we went on the air, and that uh, looks looks promising, man. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, I, you know, I, I like. I know he gets a lot of hate, but I, I I do like Zack Snyder. I just hope they let him do his vision and didn't like you know editorially like chop it up like they do to some of his stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, but also for like Justice League, like you made a four hour movie, bro. Like that's that's... I know he 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 needs he's he's like the movie equivalent of like Stephen King. Like someone needs to have an editor like stand by and be like yeah. you know Stephen King. Like when you can edit out four hundred pages of of the stand wow. and change nothing. <laughs> Thing, you don't need those pages. <laughs> I assure you, know, I really, you, you do not. I really got to get around to reading the stand some at some point. It's a big book. Yeah, I, like we just lived through it, man. We're living through it right now. Yeah, What's COVID? True. It? That's <laughs> true. Good point. I don't need to read it. I lived it. I, exactly. I, think they made I was a, there. Uh, <laughs> I think they made a made-for-TV movie about that or something. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. They there was did. a made-for-TV movie. Um, Dauber from uh, remember Coach with Hayden Fox. Oh Coach, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were just the, talking the, about that. The, the, the dumb one, Dauber, he was one of the main characters in it. <laughs> and that's yeah, all I remember coach. from it because – yeah, it's all I remember from it because like he would like he would just like spell it, but like he knew how to spell moon, but like that's all he knew. But so everything was like M O N spells moon, M O N spells toolbox, M O N spells this. Oh, wow. Have you ever? That's all I remember from. Have you just re- real like just kind of random, kind of aside, but still kind of relevant? Have you ever like seen like? the interconnected workings of like Stephen King's universe and like how all of the, all of the stories are like connected in some way or another. It's really yeah, fascinating. I, I, I used to be super, my, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. Cause like my mom is not a horror movie person. My dad would take me to see the horror movies, but my mom was a really big reader mm-hmm. and she would read and like, she would borrow books and share books with mm-hmm. like my father's aunts. Like, so my great aunts lived around the corner from us. And they would like pass these like Dean Koontz, John Saul, Stephen King books, like VC Andrews, all these different yeah. like mm-hmm. you know thriller books, and then I would get them. So like I would, I grew up like reading like you know like The Stand and The Shining, like Cujo and all the old, all the classic Kings. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm a little bit older, I just don't care for his writing and anyway, I, I tried like a couple of years ago to like read a Stephen King book and I was like, man, I, I don't know why I liked I liked the story, but the style just kind of just put me off as i got older it was a it's a weird weird dynamic <laughs> yeah no I, I get that um for for stephen king me personally like now like i really I've, I've, I've read through all of his short stories and i think for me that works better than diving into the novels because like he's only got like 20 30 pages to like tell a story and then that's that's it um yeah the, the cocaine doesn't set in at that yeah. point <laughs> <laughs> exactly awesome <laughs> Sweet. Well, let's uh, <laughs> let's get into some comic book talk, man. Um, so we're we're on uh, November 9th at the time of this recording. Uh, what's uh, what's good on the shelves this week? Yeah. 
Well, a couple, of, you know, a couple of the usual standbys. You now we have some, you know, some Star Wars books still continuing that Dark Droids, you know, story I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the end of a um, a Miss Marvel, uh, well, Captain Marvel miniseries that was just so badly written. I feel so bad. Like, like people, poor Carol Danvers um, can't get a fair shake in this world, man. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you know, and I, I want to be excited about the movie because, like, you know, yeah. you know me, like I love the characters. I have, of course like, you do, yeah. I have I have all three of the principal characters like in action figure and Funko Pop form cool. on my desk, you know, in my in my little office, you know. So I mean, I love, you know, I'm a little bit in love with Iman Vellani, the girl who plays Miss Marvel. Not gonna lie, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like every time I see she's her, she's very cute. I, she's her, very cute. She she's she's adorable. You know what it is, and she has this. Every time I see her, she has that like kid who just ate like a bowl of paint chips energy. <laughs> you know? She's She's always like bouncing off the walls, and she seems like someone who's just like genuinely happy to be there. Like, right. you know, it's, it's like the type of kid who like doesn't care if the team wins or loses. She just she wants just, to swing the bat. Yeah, that's just that's just, her. You know, I mean, hey, listen, we're going out for ice cream after, anyways, right? So <laughs> yeah, and, and she and she she like wants to be there, and she like dives into the character. Like she's like, that's I want cool, to yeah. know this character and do it. And so I have tremendous respect for her for mm-hmm. that. For because like some of these actors, like it's too. They're above that sort of thing. And I right. love these children's things. She's, you know, she's only 21, 22 years old, but like she's like, this is cool. I want to do this. I'm so happy to be a part of this. I'm so lucky to be a part of this. So I'm going to give back to the fans. And, and I, I feel so like that goes a long her. way, you know? I think it does. It, you know, I, I, especially for a fan, like, like you know, I've mentioned Kamala Khan before. Right. I literally have every comic she's ever appeared in. So I love Kamala. I have every issue that, you know, of, of Miss Marvel going into, you know, Carol as Captain Marvel right. from 1975 to today, you know? So, I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of the characters, but man, I worry about the direction of some of these books sometimes. Yeah. And this one wasn't even like that. It was like preachy. It was just bad. It was like, it was incoherent. It was like, you read it and you're like, did I have a stroke or did I miss something? <laughs> what, what is going on Did here? I miss a page? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I go, did, did they miss a page? Someone missed a page, and I called not it, you know? So right. it's, like, really, really weird. Did mine not get but, printed right? <laughs> yeah. But, like, but if you, but with, with, while we're talking about female-led books, I have to say one of my favorite books this that's been on the stands the last couple of months, it's juvenile, yes. Okay. It's silly, yes. Okay. But it's fire and ice. They're, they used to be on the Justice League. Okay. Oh, okay. Back, they they were on the team during the um, during the Doomsday era. They're the, they actually really helped I, out, they, like I, fighting against Doomsday. I, I was just gonna say, I, I pretty much I think I remember them from the from the the Doomsday series, like yeah, when, yeah pr- just prior to the death of Superman. Yeah, Ice Ice has like the white hair. She's you know no region with like obvious ice powers, and Fire is this like you know Brazilian with green hair, and she's got like this like green like flame power that she has. Mm-hmm. Two of them are always like a package deal, and the whole gist of this little mini series is they're in Smallville, they're kind of just in obscurity, in and Fire is yeah, Fire is having a lot of trouble dealing with like really remembers them. So she's trying to like find anything she can do. So they own this like hair salon in Smallville. And they're trying to like <laughs> do this. They're running this like socket of trying to do a reality show with like reforming villains and stuff like that. <laughs> right. It's just like it's you know it's just, it's, it's just it's, silly enough to work. But that's what well, that, sometimes comics forget that like you no, know, you can be fun. Like not everything has to be. T- Topical, and everything has to right. be like a, you know one to grow on. Sometimes you just need something silly. And like Jimmy Olsen is coming here to put a, like you know to do a story on this. You know Lois mm-hmm. Lane sent them, and they're like, "We got to take this seriously." She's like, 
you know, and then Ice is like, all right, you know, you know, go distract him, Fire. She's like, all right, got it. And she like points down at her cleavage. She goes, boobs. And she's like, no, <laughs> not boobs. Well, 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 well maybe yeah, boobs. but. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like they're trying to explain things to this to this one guy, like no, and he's like, "What's the name of that tribe?" And like, you know, the one woman she says, "It's like Kui 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 or something like that." Mm-hmm. And Jimmy's like, "That's a that's a mouthful." He's like, "Well, we can just call it KK." And the black girl goes, "Nope." I'm gonna go ahead and stop you right there. Phrases, <laughs> yeah. But, that's funny. but it's it's like it's got that sort of humor. So yeah, it's a little bit juvenile. Yeah, it's kind of like silly uh, and cartoonish. That's like a scene straight out of Archer, right? there yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly but it, it's 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 just it's one of those books that like you know going into it that like you're just gonna have like fun monkey there's a giant gorilla woman putting hair on this dude in the wheelchair who is just trying not to hurt fires feelings and be like my haircut is great this hair is like a, like a mess <laughs> yeah. like that. it's just it's just stupid enough to work yeah, right. Yeah. So it's just stupid enough to work. But on the Marvel side of things, oh, I was gonna say real a quick, of, um, yeah. do you remember that movie? Because I showed Duel in the trailer for it called Fire and Ice, the cartoon movie from like 1983. I, it sounds familiar. What was it? Well, refresh me on this. It's uh it's like a crazy movie, like the end of the Ice Age. It had that weird animation style where the people looked real. And they like yes, I just I, yeah. I, I just pulled it up now. So it's yeah. very sword and sorcery looking oh, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was just an old movie. I remember seeing it as a kid. They kind of we're, we've been talking a little bit about you know like seeing stuff when we're kids and whatnot. And it kind of reminded me of that when you said Fire and Ice. I was like, oh snap! Like yeah. it's a pretty cool animated film. I don't know how long it is, but it's um, it was it's just really weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, getting getting back to that sounds cool. Um, getting back to what you said though, uh, how how many issues uh, do they plan to have this Fire and Ice and Smallville? It's a series? six. It's a six issue miniseries. Six issue they, miniseries. They had a, okay. Right on. Yeah, they had like a backup feature in um in like one of the Action Comics you know story Superman, which established this little status quo of them just moving to Smallville and Superman just being like, guys, why don't you just try and chill, stop trying to be heroes everywhere, just calm down, just take a beat. <laughs> Nice. You know, and and of course, like Ice is willing to do that. She's always been the more level-headed one. And Fire is like, nah, we gotta get, we we have to do something. And it's just, it's just, you know, it's it's, it's snowballed into you know, this. So it's, it's going to be a six-issue series. It's, we're we're halfway through. It, it reminds me a lot of uh, you know, there'd be certain jobs that I used to work and stuff, and I I would try to help out other departments and stuff just to be a team player, you know. And I'd be like, oh, right. you guys, yeah. let me step in and help you out. And like I remember, like one of the managers pulling me aside and like, hey man, I know your heart's in the right place, but just you're good, man. Just go, go just, over there. You don't yeah. have to help. Go away now. <laughs> That's yeah, fire, fire just can't deal with like no one. She's like, how does no one remember us? We were on the Justice League, and they're like, wait, you were? You know them? Like, yes, we know them. We were them. You know, it's like so. It's a fun like running gag, and especially with all these obscure villains that they're working with, like that, like no one's ever heard of in most cases, and just getting to just like have like since they're not. So beholden to continuity, he's like, right? They're He's just, like I mean, in continuity. Yeah, it's people that no one's going to use. You're not worried about like you know the writer of Batman going, no, don't use that guy. I want to use him for the next story. It's like, like no, yeah. just 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 do it. <laughs> like uh, like when they put a polka dot man in Suicide Squad, and you're like, what? Really? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> like, exactly. Uh, yeah, he's a real he's a real character. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Cool. What else we got? Uh, well, we have. I, I said we have you know one of the. The new issue of Darth Vader is tying into that Dark Droid storyline yeah. I've okay. mentioned with with that. The but AI we have stuff. two issues. We have two issues of Star Wars High Republic out. Okay. One there, it's this is like it's 
I love the High Republic era. You know, I, I think everyone really likes the High Republic era if they mm-hmm. know of it. Um, so about two hundred years before Anakin, right? Yeah, this is, and, and it's it's fun because all all the Star Wars comics you know start with like you know like where this would fall like in the um like in the in the like you know and in, in the timeline and this you see High Republic is like right at the top of the timeline and then mm-hmm. below that is Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, all that. Mm-hmm. But um, Plus, I appreciate like anything this- that goes outside of the Skywalker era because like we just we keep on writing more and more stories inside of like everything yeah. between episodes one and nine. I'm like, guys, did we've got. We've got like thousands upon thousands of years we could back it up or we could jump to the future and nobody does it. And this is fun because it's it's the first issue of what's the third volume that um, Kevin Scott, he's been the one who's been spearheading all of this so far. So they're doing like they did 12 issues the first time and 10 issues last time out. And this is the beginning of a new 10 issue run. It's the only problem is it's very, very um you need to have read the other volumes. Like it picks right. up very okay. much like where it's, 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 so it's basically like season three without saying it's season three. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's more of a way for them to justify a new number one you know, issue. Cause they know it's going to get more eyeballs than if this was issue number 23 right. or mm-hmm. 24 or something like yeah. that. But, um, so it, but, but I mean, it's, it's definitely worth checking out because we're seeing like the starlight citadel and like the fall of this and the, um, this, you know, this big bad that's like, you no, know, I like taking over. That's kind of like against the Republic and okay. against the empire like oh, you know, it's 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 a lot of fun seeing like these different characters that you've never heard of before and just you know and and seeing things that he started doing back in the first volume a couple of years ago starting to like you know bear fruit now in this new third volume mm-hmm. so it's it's uh, it's, I, I would definitely recommend picking up the uh, Star Wars High Republic stuff that Marvel's been putting out. Okay, yeah, so that's good. okay. So so we got uh Star Wars High Republic by Marvel. All right. And mm-hmm. my top pick this week Mm-hmm. From Image, the newly relaunched Transformers. This is Transformers number two. Ooh. You know, the Image Comics has Transformers. That now, this is the, the one that... And the John. Right. This is the one that will sometimes overlap with uh, G.I. Joe and such, because we talked about this yes. some episodes ago. Yes. And Void Void Rivals is what started it. Void Rivals had that very enemy mind type feeling. You know, two enemies, you know, from crashed on a, on a, on a rock together, and they had to figure out a way to work. And what the... They un they uncover you know jet fire, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden that that's when we learned that that, that this was like bringing, cool. that that was the reveal for aren't told. It was like just like this is the start of something big. It'll tie into stuff. Oh, well, maybe since it's Robert Kirkman, it's going to be tying into Invincible or even Walking Dead somehow. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get the you know that one page reveal. We see a transformer, and everyone's like, oh damn! He just mentioned Cybertron. This is real. And at the end of the issue, he you know goes into it, and he's like, yeah, here's what's happening. You got and the they announced it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool because actually next week um, I'm not going to be buying it because like I don't have the other issues. But um, okay. Larry Larry Hama has been writing GI Joe from like 1980s. Yeah, yeah. And it has he wrote it for Marvel, then it jumped over yeah. to IDW for a while, and they kept the same numbering. And now it's jumping over to um, Image, and they're it, it, it's going to be issue number one, but it's technically issue 351. Cool. And mm-hmm. they're just continuing Larry Hammer's run as if it, it's so it's not going to be connected to this dark energon universe. They're going to be doing a couple of yeah. um, okay. five issue miniseries. They're going to be doing a Duke one and a Cobra Commander miniseries. Nice. To go along with the Transformers ongoing and the Void Riles ongoing. Okay. Yeah. But this issue of Transformers, the best things about it is the first few pages, you really get that. He, uh, you know, the guy who writes this, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson. 
he really gets Optimus Prime. Like Optimus walks out of this cave, like he just woke up oh. at the end of the last issue, mm-hmm. and he's looking around. He's like, "This place is beautiful." Like he's like, "Never seen Earth before." There's, There's trees and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then and then you hear this like you see this little crunch sound effect, and he looks down, and he's like stepped on a deer. Oh, and it's like not. It's it's and, it's and it's not like you know it's not meant to be like silly, but like you see like immediately like you no know, he like he drops doesn't. Yeah. To his knees and he's like i'm so sorry i didn't know and spike the little boy who was in this transformers cartoons he's in this oh cool and uh he come and he comes he's, he's like look i saw the whole thing happen it's an accident he's like no i i should have realized everything is so hard and metal where i'm from and like he gives the whole backstory so right. it's really cool seeing like how the writer immediately gets who optimus prime is like he's not there to war he really does care about everything even an accident is going to like you no know, hurt him uh, we we see Megatron in shadow pretty much. We've yeah. only we haven't seen him yet because Starscream is in play. And and one of the uh, one of the other guys was like, "Hey, should we resurrect? Should we bring?" He's like, "No, don't even mention that name." So Megatron will play into this eventually. But cool. like, Starscream is like running the show right now because they're looking for Energon because and it happens to be on Earth and that's the whole you know thing. Yeah, the Autobots Classic don't Starscream. have enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the Autobots right now they don't have enough to run back you know they killed off bumblebee right away but cliff oh. jumpers in this one with ratchet uh but the the best part of the issue is watching starscream just take on of like u.s military uh fighter jets dude starscream Star was no joke man <laughs> or is no joke well, it's, it's, it's cool because i mean he i mean he is i mean the kills are just brutal i mean they, this is not like your kid's cartoon like he he literally there's a guy who's like parachutes right in front of him he claps his hands together and just oh, them pieces. <laughs> Oh. So I mean it's 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 no joke, but he this but then you stick a second plane come out of nowhere, the guy ejects and he's got like you know his parachute and he realizes what happens to his friend, so he cuts his own parachute off because he's got this oh, like wow. wings like little like like almost like falcon like wingsuit. Okay. And Starscream goes to grab him, and you know the 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 pilot like shoots him in the face with this like gun and like you no know, flies off and Starscream's like all right well whatever I'll get to him eventually. Those guys, all you know, you know, humanity's not long for this world anyway. Right. And as the guy flies away, because he's got a helmet on, he's a fighter pilot. All we see is the the chest plate on his uh, uniform, and right. it says Duke, and it's like, oh, yeah. oh. so it's one of those things. The chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was, <laughs> nice. so it, it was like, like I, I, I read Gee, that page, and I was, I was like, oh, oh. damn. And then, like, I got Alex over here on my nine. He's, he's nine. He can't wait for the for the GI Joe stuff. That'll be cool. Yeah. But like. I sh- I showed him the page. I was I just read this page. He's looking through, and he goes, mm-hmm. he goes, oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, dude, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that was kind of our no, reaction. But exactly, well, that's what I mean. I'm well, they have those wing he's, things he's from the cartoon and whatnot. I, yeah. yeah, I'm not super yeah. familiar with the comic, but I do I do know it differs from the cartoon, and and it influenced the toys and stuff even um, as well. You know, like there's different there's just different stuff in all three genres of GI Joe, which is cool. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I mean, G.I. Joe was like part of like, I just remember like, I remember creating like entire maps of my room with like, it looked like like a Madden playbook where I'd have like the X's and O's, like where guys were going to go in these military <laughs> formations. I, I, I just love doing stuff like that. <laughs> so like G.I. Joe, like, you know, this is, I never got into the comic books and like by the time, since it never ended, there was, and they weren't really doing those trade paperback collections like you have of Infinity Gauntlet and right. Infinity War and stuff like that. 
it was really hard to get into the new stuff. So with this having their own, like they're like having their cake and eating it too. They have the old stuff continuing, but mm-hmm. they have new stuff, like new readers. That's cool. So I get to I get to like jump in on this on you know, the new like you know new status quo for like you no know, Duke and Cobra Commander and how it is in this Transformers world that they're on. Yeah. So it's it's pretty cool. That's awesome. So yeah, that's that's my that's my top pick for the week for sure. Batman was almost decent, but then it just got stupid. So I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Batman's kind of a mess right now because he got two different writers writing the two main Batman books. Right. And, um, they're usually, I have every Batman book going back over 20 years and you can always find a way to fit them in continuity. Like, you no know, detective will tell its own story. Batman will tell its own stories and they'll all come back together for a little crossover and mm-hmm. go their separate ways again. But you can always kind of find out like, all right, this felt before this, both of these guys are writing these sprawling, like, you know, two year epics and there's no way to fit them. And they're referencing one another. It's like, there's no way this happens at the same time. Where's editorial during this? <laughs> there's like, there's, there's no room to even pretend this happened in between. Like, you know, there was like, a, Oh, like a month break or something like that. Maybe mm-hmm. it happened during that. no, so, and they're both telling stories where Batman's mind is being invaded. So it's like, Jesus, one of these is going to be immediately invalidated by the other one right. as soon as these finish up. So which one actually which, yeah, which one? Yeah, which one am I – which one do I need to spend time reading? And unfortunately, you're not going to know until it's over. So right. Yeah, I, I mean I, the other one is definitely better. The Detective Comics by Ram V uh, is definitely better than – this is Chip Zdarsky who usually writes some pretty good stuff. Um but it's it's getting a it's 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 the Batman of Zer and Arg. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys are familiar with that. It's it's, it's mm-hmm. like a, it's like it's like a mental failsafe that Batman created for himself. Like like like, and it it really it was a really big part of uh, oh. Grant Morrison's run on Batman, which was absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. with the Batman R.I.P. storyline and Batman really having a plan for everything. I mean, like Grant Morrison killed it on that, and we're seeing him come back with this now, and it's just. It's a little. It's it's too repetitive. It just keeps going. Every story has been like kind of like a little bit about the same thing, and it's just bang, 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 like this, 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 and you just don't know when it's uh, what the actual end game is. So I don't know. It's yeah. okay. It's up in the air. It's entertaining, but it's also kind of like a little bit like just just get on with it, man. Yeah. Like, get off the pot. Tell us what's going on. All right. <laughs> so yeah, that's cool, man. So yeah, those those are the. Uh, those are the uh, the big ones. Awesome. Yeah, that was cool. Fun. Thanks for thanks for breaking it down for us, man. We appreciate yeah. that as always. Um, uh, you got a question? Go well, because we we mentioned it earlier, we we're talking about the. Uh, have you seen the Ghostbusters preview? I wanted oh, to hear his opinion on it. Oh, okay. We, yeah, yeah, we it can look, get it his, looks pretty good. I, get his opinion. I, I actually I liked Afterlife a lot. I, I did. The, yeah, 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 it was good. Uh, yeah. And it looks like it's keeping the same like spirit. So as long as it keep, does that, I think it'll do really well. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a pretty big movie, judging by that preview. It looks like a real Ghostbusters movie. Not that it, the other one didn't, but um, yeah, it looks it looks cool. Yeah, I, I I like it when they they recognize what went wrong. Yeah, you know, I think certain companies and certain places are starting to realize that people want to enjoy things and that people will respond better if they're not being, you know, screamed at and yelled well, at and, you know, <laughs> preached my, at. My big thing is like, all right, if, you, if you're making a legacy sequel, which is what these films are, they're legacy sequels, yeah. then you're, you're, you're writing on a legacy and you can't disrespect the legacy while cashing in on it at the same time. And that's what I think a lot of these filmmakers fail to understand because it feels like they kind of begrudgingly do it. Like this is the only way people are going to want to see my movie. So, but I'm pissed off about that. So I'm going to passively, passive aggressively, 
disrespect and, these and legacy characters. Possibly tank a franchise. Yeah, po- yeah, because I don't want to admit that like this is something that was handed to me. I want to feel like I earned this. I did this. Like, no, you were given this, and just be damn grateful that you were given this to play with. You know. Well, yeah, it's it's, it's and I I see it every year, even like in like you know with with retail, it's like. I don't care if someone says happy. I mean, I'm an atheist, but I mean, like, I grew up Christian. I don't care if someone says happy holidays. It doesn't bother me one bit. Sure. But these companies who get all up in, you know, uppity about, like, you know, oh, it's happy holidays, blah, blah, blah. But you're using, and we can go into, like, you know, the, you know, we don't need to go into it. We know that obviously Christmas took a lot of things from pagan influences and Absolutely. tree and all that stuff. But regardless of the past, right now there is certain iconography that is synonymous with Christmas in the present. Mm-hmm. And they use constant Christmas imagery. And then want the happy holidays part. So I don't, I don't ever see them advertising a new sale for, you know, during Black Friday, you know, with, with dreidels. Yeah. Or, you know, or, you know, it's, it's, it's always like a Christmas tree. It's always Santa Claus. It's always this stuff like that. So yes, it is the holiday season. Yes. We, you know, every, there's all these holidays in there, but you constantly use only one type of thing. The, and then the get pissed Wonderland, off that people yeah. are like, yeah. And then, and then get pissed off. Cause I mean, like Santa Claus comes to the mall. You know, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's just, that's just the way well, it is. I mean, we you know, could get, uh, what, uh, George Costanza's dad to go to the mall for Festivus. Oh, I, <laughs> I got a lot of problems you with you people. <laughs> the airing of grievances. Yeah. Do you want a piece of me? <laughs> that would be hilarious. Watch that. That'll yeah, be a Ghost thing Plus, now. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Ghostbusters definitely looks, uh, looks fun. I, I, cool. I yeah. I like it when they when people are willing to like like we talked about with Iman Vellani and, and Miss Marvel when mm-hmm. when you're gonna honor the stuff that that you're doing and recognize that it is a privilege to be a part of this stuff that's touched so many people's lives yeah. over the years. Don't shit on it. Or the people that I mean, and 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 by the same token, if you're a big fan of these things, don't root for things to fail. Yeah, absolutely, no, that, that's right, as, that's right. as bad. That's that's the other side of the coin. It's people who are just like, oh my goodness, they've done this, or there's a woman in this, I hate it, it's stupid, or this, it, just, just put just, a chicken in it, make her gay. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's like there, there's there's got to be a balance, man. There's got to be something between you know, like both both sides like tend to like you know, get like crazy, but they get all the attention, so that's why they keep doing it because that's that's when right right and anytime a movie gets like badly reviewed it's being reviewed bomb but even if it's being like positive reviewed before it comes out that's not a review bomb somehow why yeah. they didn't see the damn movie either yeah exactly they just went in and they just they, they haven't seen this movie on rotten tomatoes they're just going in there and voting like you know the most you know amazing you know, movie in the world it's never even been out yet yeah, so exactly. why, well, is, they, why they, is their opinion better than well, someone else's yeah exactly and and hearing the stuff coming out for for the marvels already you know comes out tomorrow yeah. i guess officially uh, I'm going to go see it. I'm going to throw money at it because because I like Marvel and I want them to succeed. But um, you know, it, it's actually got kind of mixed reviews, and and they're not horrible. They're not great. You know, it's just it's a movie, and and but I, I like the fact that people are also not just dumping on it for the sake of we're mad. Yeah. At, we're mad. We don't have another end game. You know, um, so so that's good. So I mean, it shows that there's there's hope for all this stuff. You know. And you know, Nia DaCosta, whether she does it or not, she's the, she's the director of the of the film. Whether or not her vision goes well or not, I've seen some interviews with her, and she's talked about some stuff. They asked like what influenced it, and she mentioned some pretty cool storylines from throughout the Avengers and mm-hmm. you know Carol Danvers' career that shows that at the very least she's un- she knows these things have happened. That's good. She knows yeah. she knows that Carol is a recovering alcoholic in the comics. I don't right. know if we. I don't, I don't think they're going to go into that. I don't really think they the mentioned movies. that in the first movie. Yeah. 
but but like I, I think that sort of theme of being haunted type deal because that was a big part of the comic books because like Tony Stark is actually her sponsor, right? <laughs> that, that, that checks out. Yeah. You know, and and it's and it be, it became like after the um, after the heroes reborn and you know all that stuff came after the after the onslaught saga and they rebooted all of the well they restarted all of the um, Avengers titles. Uh, that was a really big storyline in the beginning of the of the uh, Avengers was. Um, Carol Denver's having like she was Warbird at the time. She, that was the name she was going by, and mm-hmm. she was like drinking on the job pretty much during oh, wow. this uh, event called "Live Cree or Die." <laughs> and um, she, yeah, and she um, she like you know just went off the rails a bit, and they kicked her out of the Avengers, and like she was like on a bender, and she was in really bad shape, and Tony helped pull her out there, and that was like this is back in '96. Wow. And to this day, they still every once in a while, like you no know, Tony, we'll see a scene with Tony and Carol, like you no know, meeting up and talking about it, and like you no know, hey, like have you been you know is they they so it is a part of her character that they don't forget. Mm-hmm. And um, it'll be interesting to see that the fact that Nia DaCosta recognizes that that's a part of her character, that, that shows that there's a flaw there somewhere, right. mm-hmm. that she's not perfect, that she's, you know, that, that was one of the big complaints was like, right. there's no, there's, there's no flaws. With, 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 yeah. with, that, was, that was a big complaint with Ray in the Star Wars movies. Absolutely. There was no the, arc. What do they call it? it Mary, straight Mary Sue? Like, she's just great yeah, at everything. Gary, yeah. Gary Stu and Mary Sue. Those are yeah. the two, Gary like, you know, the male yeah, and female. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's 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 a just showing that like there's that like sort of like uncertainty there and 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 I, I also want to I also want to hear Nick Fury on the big screen scream Black Girl Magic at Monica Rambeau because that's hilarious. <laughs> when I saw that in the previews, I was hysterical. He's, he's like he's like go ahead fly. He's like I don't know how to fly. He's like just do it, Monica. Black Girl Magic. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> and Perfect. I just died. I was, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm just for that, you get my money. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, awesome. Well, hey, uh, before uh, before we let you go, I think this is something we did a couple uh, episodes back where I just I just threw a quick comic book trivia question at you real quick. <laughs> Keith's shaking his head at me like, don't oh. test him. Don't test him. <laughs> you lose. Don't Mr. do Bond. it. <laughs> All right. It'll, just, it'll be real, real quick. And I'm, I'm sure you'll like you'll nail it right away. But here, here we go. Um, first. Uh, comic book, not TV show, because I think she she was created for a TV show. But first, comic book appearance of X twenty three is which? Oh, that was in new. That was in new YX. Right? Damn. Yeah. Um, uh, do you remember? Uh, you got it. Do you remember which issue? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was number damn uh, three. Yep, you got it, man. Oh, wow, <laughs> freaking. In pre- wait, where's my where's my applause? There it is. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> my 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 daughter was X twenty three for um oh, cool. for Halloween a couple of years back. Uh, nice. I, have, I I can send you guys a picture. There's a great picture of me and her um, reenacting the scene from Logan where, he, where she's <laughs> driving. Um, uh, he's, got, he's got the blood all over his shirt and she's got a window her, her hand out the window. I got her the sunglasses, everything. Yeah, I, I made I made her the claws with with a wine cork and two pieces of foam. <laughs> That's cool, man. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> But yeah, she's she, her and Harley Quinn are like probably two of the most successful, you know, cartoon to uh, to mm-hmm. comic. Book, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely. Like, yeah. That's funny, and they both and they both began on animated shows and then crossed yeah. over into the comic book world. Yeah, and they both and they both like you know still huge players. I, I love you know Laura Kinney. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. she's super cool. Well, you're you're still you're two for two. So I mean, I might. <laughs> 
But one of these days, yeah, I, she, may, yeah. I may stump you, but it is not this day. <laughs> Her story was dark too. She was like a hooker and stuff. Like she was, she was like a, a like a like a teen prostitute, oh, like in, the, in that book. Yeah, yeah, it was like a super dark. No, I'm looking like, at the cover like of it right now. It's it's really creepy. It was, yeah. it was not for children. You no. know, <laughs> it was, a it was not for, a child thing. You know, you kind of. I mean, we don't forget, obviously, because you know the the medium's visual, like you were saying before. Um, they have to show like the carnage and, and the big fights and stuff like that. And there's obviously a lot you can do with animation and and and, and art that you can't really do with CGI and stuff, you know. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of these tropes are very dark in general, like uh, for quite a few of the characters across you know yeah. comics. It wasn't just the horror comics that came out later that were like that. It was yeah, you know, always you know going on. Mm-hmm. That's why I'll be curious to see what happens with, uh, you know, with with Carol. What they do with the different, you know, the, that the, those. Dark I heard she, she finds a. I heard she finds an F fourteen, and they uh, they fly it. Top gun joke, yeah. Steals and she steals Wonder Woman's invisible jet in this one. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, it, it would be that would be better than night. It turns out to be that, yeah, uh, it turns out to be Starscream from the cartoon. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's connected. The ultimate crossover. <laughs> and 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 as they fade out, there's a kid looking in the snow globe, and we we get further back. Into yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Man. Awesome. We appreciate your time, man. As always, and it's uh, this is uh, having our, our sit down and comic chat with you is uh, the highlight of my week and one of my favorite parts of the show. So oh, I, absolutely, no, I appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. You yeah, man, thanks. All right, thanks, brother. We will talk to you next week. All right, guys, stay safe. All right, peace out. There you go. Some little, little bit of time with uh, our buddy Charles, Comic Man. Yeah, that's good stuff. Always a good time, man. The, the, I always, I always say it when we get off the line. With the, he knows so effing much about yeah. comic books, man. Well, a, a lot, and and he's not the, like for comics specifically. He's amazing at it. Uh, but we've talked about like some of you guys remember stuff out of movies that I was like, dude, I don't remember that at all. It's, it's weird it's those impressive. things that get like they get filed away and like in the back of your memory that yeah. you can just recall. And people are like, how do you remember that shit? Like I don't know, man. It's just one of those weird things that's yeah. like just wedged right Especially there. Especially if you like it too, you know, you like the subject matter. You're gonna, you're gonna yeah. be excited about it. <laughs> well, uh, let's go talk about something else. How about a little mysterious world. Ooh, let's get weird. Sometimes the world's a little mysterious. Sometimes the moon's a little mysterious. Indeed. We're going to talk about the mystery of the moon tonight. Now we're, The mystery, the of, mystery the of the moon. Is there a man on the moon? Does he serve cheese? Is his name Aiken Drum? We don't know. We're going to get into this tonight. Uh, actually, there's a whole thing I saw <laughs> about that today. It's like, Yeah, because kids still, you know, that's still a theory that's made out of cheese. <laughs> it still holds weight. Um, yeah, this is pretty interesting, man. And, um, you know, I watched Moonfall, right? I was talking about that. Yeah, and that, that kind of um, sparked. Kind of sparked. I was like, the hollow moon. Have we talked about this? We, we talked, talked about, about hollow earth. We did talk a little bit about hollow earth, which is pretty fascinating. And, it's fascinating. And, it's out there, but it's fascinating. Yeah, the cool story about the Admiral flying in there and all that is really the takeaway there. And, right. And there is some, some um, I don't know if parody is the right term, but uh, there's some similarities to this. So back in that, back in that time, there's been drawings of the layered earth thing, which they said that, like, this is years and years ago, right? I don't mm-hmm. have that reference for this in front of me, but where people drew the earth and that had like different atmospheres and mm-hmm. different things going on, uh, which is kind of hollow earth theories. But and people have done the same thing with the moon. The moon's always been up there, right? Right. Well, not always, but it's pretty old. Um, well, I, I, and I want to, I want to remember, I want to preface, I want to preface everything you're about to say with, um, so we got, there's a lot of, uh, the idea of hollow moon, um, actually came about in like 
uh, early science fiction writings going back all the way to H.G. Wells. That's what I was, yeah. Oh, were you going to go into that? In 1901. 1901, yeah. Yeah, um, H.G. Yeah, Wells' First Men in the Moon from 1901. Well, I got one for you. Um, Edgar Rice Burroughs, who wrote Tarzan and uh, Tarzan. John Carter of uh, Warlord of Mars. Uh, wrote The Moon Maid in 1926, nice. um, which is a fantasy story set in the interior of the moon. This has been referenced throughout science yeah, fiction. Yeah. yeah. Moving forward, <laughs> uh, we have a Russian fairy tale, Dunno on the Moon. Um, we have Foundation of Earth in 1986 and uh, uh, Mutineer's Moon 1991. So uh, this is science fiction in which the moon is a giant spaceship which arrived over 50,000 years ago. Right. So these these ideas were always prevalent in science fiction writing. Well, and then, of course, also Moonfall, which Moonfall, you watched. Right, yeah. Which is science fiction. Yeah. Uh, Edmund Haley mentions this as early as 1692. Okay. Uh, as well. And I believe, is he the reason they call it Haley's Comet? Uh, I don't, Maybe? I don't, I don't know. know. I, it's a similar I name. Know. Could be. Could be. Um, but yeah, the theory is that the moon's actually a spaceship or a non-natural structure created by aliens. Sure. I'm not saying it was aliens. But, but it was aliens. But it was no. aliens, yeah. Similar to Hollow Earth that we discussed in that prior episode. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, and, and it's, uh, so we said it's, it's first caught on with the H.G. Wells thing was really big and stuff. But it's been mentioned quite a bit in, in fiction. And it's also caught on with like conspiracy theorists and stuff that actually are like, no, this is this is the this is it. It's, Listen, man, like you know, hollow. we don't we don't shy away from talking about conspiracy theories because they're damn entertaining, you know. And this one is pretty entertaining, yeah. right? So, um, I got I got a couple notes here. You know, some people call it this spaceship moon, right? It's right. pseudoscience, right? Hypothesis, right? That, of course, that the moon was now how it got there is a couple different things. If it was a spaceship, it flew there. Some people say it was dragged into place, and 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 some of just the random facts that people say to back this thing up is that, um, you know, the the moon is essentially tidal locked, right? It it's mm-hmm. got a thirty ish day, right? Thirty day cycle, you know, and uh, that's why we only see one side of the moon. We don't see the quote unquote dark side, which is the light side when we have like no moon. Right, right, right. right. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and people are like, well, there, it's impossible for something to be tidal locked to a planet. Well, I'll give you exhibit A right away. Okay. I'm already debunking this. Okay. Titan, which is mm-hmm. the largest moon of Saturn. Right. Uh, which they, you know, they, I, I watched the whole thing about Titan recently and it's, you know, there could be life there or whatever, or maybe it's a place you could inhabit in the, in the future. Uh, it's also a tidal lock to Saturn. Okay. So, in our own solar system, we have another example of this, right? right. A, a moon that rotates mm-hmm. once per revolution of the planet that it's orbiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it gets deep. Um, so, first of all, why? I mean... <laughs> well, you, well, here's, well, here's the thing. To, to, ask, to ask that question, um, you, you got to ask about the origins of the moon itself, right? Well, and that's what I was going to yeah. get to, right? Like... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the moon, a couple of the other ones are like the moon can do a perfect solar eclipse. Not every time, but it can do like a perfect, you know, with a ring and, and blacking out the sun. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, it's sized. It's in the right space. Like that's so improbable, right? Just mm-hmm. because it's improbable doesn't mean it's impossible. Sure. So we see this thing all the time. Um, I've also read studies that's moving. Like if you remember it being larger as a kid, it's right. moving away like a couple feet a year, 11 feet a year or something like that. Okay. Um, which eventually it would just go away. So that doesn't, it would just leave really, our, it would just leave earth's, uh, yeah, gravitational so pull. Right. I don't know if it, maybe it, it moved away for a few years. Maybe it moves back. I don't know. It, it could do some things, mm-hmm. right? It's out there. It's doing stuff. Um, but it, it has a lot of effects on our planet, right? Of course. Obviously yeah. Their tides are affected mm-hmm. by the moon. 
Uh, and if you if you didn't know this, uh, like high tide is usually about fifty minutes later every day. Yeah, that's because of the way the you know the Earth mm-hmm. rotates and mm-hmm. the moon pulls on the water. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and gravity. It's got one sixth our gravity if you go up there. Mm-hmm. I suggest you do if you get a chance. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, you know, not very many people walked on the moon. Actually, quite a few people now, but uh, still a small number of mankind has been up there, right? Right. Um, and we haven't been back since. Wow. 69, right? No. No, no, no 70s. 70s. Yeah, yeah the 70s. The 70s. Um, but uh, the, one of the big things, and and this is what I was actually thinking about specifically, was that uh, when Apollo 12, they say it crashed. It didn't crash. It, it, it jettisoned the, the, the part of the, what do they call it? The, the rocket part of the way to get off the moon when they went, right? Um, and Apollo 11 was the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Was that the first uh, one? Yeah, no, yeah. Apollo 11 was yeah. first so one. Apollo yeah. sec- the second one. Right? They all, said they you're ju- talking about Apollo 12. Yeah. This is the Apollo so, 12 mission, so when they November the, 20th, 1969. Yeah, they, they, um, they dropped the um, the rocket stage so they get back into orbit so they can come back to Earth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't they, need it anymore. They didn't need it, so they say it crash landed. Well, they dropped it specifically kind of where they'd put seismometers? Seismometers. Seismometers. Yeah, um, and that's to measure like earthquakes and stuff. We didn't know if the moon had earthquakes, which we do now. We know they that there are moon quakes. It exists. Yeah, oh, okay. there are. They I didn't exist really on read the moon. Into that. Um, but they they put all this stuff there to see if there's like tectonic plate activity like there is here on Earth. Um, and I actually learned uh, there's a picture on Wikipedia. I, I think just look it up. Uh, a schematic cross section of the internal structure of the moon. Um, mm-hmm. This is obviously not being hollow. It's got a mantle, but then it has a partial met a fluid. Outer, a partial melted core, a fluid outer core, mm-hmm. and a solid inner core. So there's obviously heat in there, right? Like, right. Kind of yeah. like, you know, Earth's yeah. got molten liquid. Well, because it has to do with the, the gravity pulling everything towards the center. Right. Stuff gets hot, right? But I thought that was kind of interesting because I've never seen that picture before. Um, and uh, they dropped this this thing and it hit the it hit the dirt. And then mm-hmm. it, it they said the moon rang like a bell. And now what they say on like... and and. I'm not trying to defame ancient aliens, but I swear that they said it rang like a bell and it was audible, right? Like I've heard people say like it rang like dong. Yeah, you know, no, it's like, that, not like you know, that. What no. they're actually referring to is the readings from those the seismometers, si- seismometers, size, seismometers. Yeah. And that it, it seemed to vibrate longer than they expected. Mm-hmm. Okay. It doesn't necessarily ring. I've also heard that the uh, moon's made out of basalt. I heard. I've read. Well, yeah. Um, uh, well, here's. But the interesting thing is. Uh, but go ahead. Say. Say. I don't want to. No. Cut you yeah. Off. But like. So you now. So you see already in our lifetime the story's changed a little bit, right? Like mm-hmm. it rang like a bell. And and with some of the stuff that's come out, NASA's released more um, things just about space in general. Um, I feel like. I kind of feel like we got taken for a ride for a few years because we're like, yeah. oh man, that's crazy. It's got to be like, yeah. And, and that's not necessarily the case, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not here just to, just to, to trash the theory, right? Cause it could be, who knows, mm-hmm. right? Another one I read was um, the craters aren't deep enough. Mm-hmm. They're like only so deep. There's a lot of craters on the moon. Yeah. Um, we've mapped it out pretty well. I think well. that the, the crazy thing is, I think all of the craters are the same depth is what I've heard. So they're, despite the size of the craters themselves, on the surface, they're now, all the same depth. It, look, look. I went outside. My ruler didn't reach, so you know, I tried to, I tried to do this. Uh, Fair. <laughs> this wasn't quite big enough to get there and measure these things, um, but uh, it maybe I don't, I don't know that to be a fact. Um, mm-hmm. uh, 
but I did read that, right? That their their right. their depth might have like a hard crust shell like or a metallic structure right underneath the dirt that's on the outside. Right. So they can only be so deep. But if that were the case, right? Do you think they would hit and then expose some of that metal shell? I mean, if it's the Death Star, right? One would think. Yeah. Ideally, though. um, Either way, I I find this kind of interesting, right? Especially Mm -hmm. watching the Moonfall thing. uh, That the Moon is a very interesting piece of our solar system, and and we should get into a little bit of its origins. Sure. Well, that that, and that's the interesting thing about it is is uh, trying to figure out the origin of the moon, where it came from. Right. You know, because as long as mankind has been here, the moon has been there, obviously. So, yeah. like, you know, it's it's difficult for us. Dude, so there's, there's, there's like, religions based around the moon. I mean, there's all kinds of moon stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yes, it's it's a huge part of everybody's life every day. Mm-hmm. You just don't really think about it all the time. But Well, okay, so the, the main theory for um, the origin of the moon, and there's yeah. there's a lot of, there, there's a couple of theories, but the most prevailing theory that science will tell you is that, um it's explained by a what uh, they've said is a Mars-sized body. So this is a huge, That's huge, a it's huge, a yeah, a huge, as planet-sized celestial body struck the Earth at some point, like way before, way before us, way before the dinosaurs, way before there was life on Earth. Right. Um, there was this collision with Earth, making a debris ring that eventually collected into a single natural satellite right. that was in our orbit, which became the moon. But there, there's a, a number of variations on that hypothesis, as well as alternative explanations. And research continues into how the moon came to be formed. Right. So, uh, you know, there's uh, other scenarios include uh, the captured body scenario, which is basically like there was just this big celestial body that was out floating in space one day and it got caught. Happens in, to be the right size. Happens to be the right. gravity captures it. Yeah, yeah. It, exactly. Oh. But the interesting thing about the, um, the interest, interesting thing about this theory is that when you take uh, certain moon rocks mm-hmm. um, and date them, some of them were dated at like, 5.3 billion years old. old. The Earth itself is only 4.5 billion years old. Ooh. So that so if the Earth came from, I'm sorry, if the Moon rather came from material that was once part of the Earth, then why is it older than the Earth? You know, right, which is which is kind of makes you scratch your head a little bit. You know what I mean? Now, obviously, Indeed. that's not that 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 doesn't debunk the theory, but it does raise some questions. Right, and and also, you know, calibration of stuff. You're talking. I mean, you're talking in millions of years, but you know, radio carbon dating. They, they've they've said. I mean, you watch that show. Uh, what's the one where they're digging up the money pit and stuff up in. Uh, uh, off Nova Scotia or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, they radiocarbon date wood and they're like, oh, this wood's like ancient. It's from, it's from a Spanish galleon, you know, like stuff yeah. like that. It, it's not a hundred, and I'm not saying that's not accurate, but like a, a lot of times it's not accurate. Right? Sure. Um, or it, you know, things have funky readings. It's their tools at the end of the day. Not, mm-hmm. all, not all tools work as design, right? Um, but I find it interesting that this even became a thing, first of all. Mm-hmm. And, I kind of want to speculate as to what, if it's hollow, let's, let's say for a second, it is hollow. Right. Um, they say that like aliens are driving it. Right. It was, it was the product of an alien yeah. civilization. So it is a giant alien spacecraft. Which would be very coincidental for them coming down here, abducting things. If they had UFOs can launch out the back, we can't see the back, right? They fly <laughs> down here real quick. Well, that was always the thing. They, they, and that's like one of the big prevailing um, conspiracy theories is that there is in fact 
a giant space station or moon base that is on the dark side of the moon. Right, right. Um, also which, a great album by Pink Floyd. Also a great album by Pink Floyd uh, that you can watch with The Wizard of Oz sometime. Fuck <laughs> yeah. uh, is that the album you do that with? Yeah, I guess so. Um, but uh, I still lost my track. Yes. <laughs> <out> there. Um, <clears throat> we talk about giant impact hypothesis, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, so there's also a couple other things about the moon that are interesting. Like people have seen lights on them. Now, I actually just read a thing where some of those are described by the Earth's atmosphere when you see lights on the moon, like mm -hmm. flashing lights. Now I've seen pictures of this as well. In some I was going to say, well, there was pictures from the Apollo 11 mission right. that reveals what appears to be a base on the moon's surface. And, and there's a, I have the show, I bought it. There's like one where uh, the show where it starts out the astronauts, he's like, it's like John Glenn or somebody's like, what is that? What is that? They're like freaking out like because they see like aliens and stuff. And apparently it's been a thing that they've known kind of like in Moonfall. Yeah, we knew about this the whole time kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but those are pretty compelling. But it kind of makes me question a lot of those recordings now and stuff. And some of the some of the light pictures, though, I have seen. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have the equipment to verify photo reality or whatever. So that is pretty interesting. And they've, they've, they've definitely been lights that have, you see, they could be crazy right. reflections. You know, there's a lot of radiation coming off the sun and all kinds of other bodies in the world or in the universe. Right. Um, so I can't explain that. I'm not going to try to explain that. But that's one of the things that people are like, oh, it's definitely a space station. It's got lights. Hey. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's, I mean, there's, there's pictures that you can find online. Oh, yeah. now, now, of course, is are, are these pictures real? Probably not. You know what I mean? But if you look at some of these pictures, like very much appears to be like not non-natural structures that are built with like reason and purpose. If you look at some of these pictures now, once again, they're probably not real. Um, but, but if, if, if they were real, if they are real or if they were, it really does raise a lot of interesting questions. Cause you're like, all right, that wasn't, that didn't exist there. Like something built that there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you know, it makes you wonder like, are there because if, if you look at some of these pictures, like, um, there, there's weird shapes, um, structures that you can very clearly see that are on the dark side of the moon. There's, and there's, I mean, Mars as well, right? There's, there's pictures of obelisks and stuff. And, of course. And yeah. I, I, I think I've mentioned this before on specifically on Mars. I'm getting a little off track here. Get your ass to I Mars. I said, get your ass to Mars. <laughs> uh, we've seen, uh, I saw a brief, a guy was at a college. He's one of the guys from like ancient aliens and stuff. He's like a well-known scientist, I guess it's not Giorgio. It's somebody else. Uh, but he literally shows what appears to be bushes, like trees, vegetation that mm -hmm. is green during one part of the year and then like died back during another part of the year, like summer, winter type stuff. Interesting. Dude, okay. that was probably one of the most fascinating things I've ever seen about our galaxy. And he's like, I don't know what this is. Like you tell me kind of thing. And the whole audience is just like, people are like laughing and like gasping. Yeah. Know? Like, holy crap. Like this is nuts that, you know, maybe there's plants up there. I don't know. I haven't seen any in person besides that one. And, and honestly, I've looked for that a hundred times since then, and I cannot find that video. Anymore. Really? Yes. Is it like just gone? I, like it's. I don't know if the uh, the algorithm took it, or maybe it was. Maybe it's legit, and they're like, you can't you can't release that because we don't want to rid of there's trees on Mars or something. Right? Huh? Okay. Um, but it it was interesting, right? Um, but it was a YouTube video at some point. <laughs> uh, that, that being said, um, the moon, obviously, we, I haven't seen anything growing up there, but they've brought back a lot of rocks, and they've been doing a lot of studies. That's where the age thing comes up, like mm -hmm. you were just talking about. 
But the rocks that they bring back, I don't know if you've ever seen a moon rock. I, I don't think I don't believe I've ever seen a moon rock before. I no. think I think they're I think I've seen it. It's I'm pretty sure it's like under it's not under glass. Like you could touch it when you're kids at like the Air and Space Museum, mm-hmm. and uh, this is in, in the uh, Smithsonian Institute. Um, but it's it's got to be like coated or something so it doesn't fall off the stage. You know, because you got like 500 you know, grade school kids touching this thing a day or whatever, right? right. Like checking out, oh, moon rock, you can touch the moon rock. <laughs> Get in line, touch the moon rock. Um, and and it, it was cool. Like, they, they obviously brought samples back of the soil and stuff. That's why we know what kind of the makeup is. Right. Um, also, the density of it was questioned, too, at one point, too. They're like, hey, it's it's not as dense as Earth, so mm-hmm. therefore it's hollow? Like, kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can tell that's basically a lack of right. understanding. Yeah, that's like that's like, like you know that. that's like the ancient people looking up at the sun and going stuff. oh that's that's God obviously you know because they don't understand it right I mean you can't touch it and if you did you would you would burn up on your way there you yeah know? Um, unless you're like Adam Warlock or somebody <laughs> but um, yeah I I find this whole thing pretty pretty interesting because it is a big body and and they said if aliens are flying it and doing the uh, eclipses and making sure they're all perfect and all this kind of stuff they've been flying it for a long time yeah what are they doing in between like uh oh yeah we, yeah. we gotta adjust our position yeah. a little bit you know and and you never notice it right it's like it's yeah. in perfect perfect uh kind of harmony it would be a great base though if you were like the zoo hypothesis and stuff like that if they were here watching us the one thing we haven't debunked right because there's just simply a lack of evidence is mm-hmm. aliens right um well yeah i mean like listen man and not that we're i'm not saying that it, like it, trying to go out there and debunk everything like that's that's you know i'm not i'm not hating yeah of course yeah but I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Uh, no, you go. No, no, no. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I was, but I was listening. It's a perfect place to observe our planet from, for sure. You yeah, know, it's not too far away. I think it takes a couple of days to get there. Three days, right? Mm-hmm. Um, per our 1960s technology, <laughs> whether you believe we did it or not, right? That's mm-hmm. a whole another thing, right? Did we really land on the moon? Well, you know, and I, I can say this, like, uh, yeah, I can say yes. The the moon landing was staged. But yes, it also happened. Like, I can say both of those things to be true at the same time. Like, yes, we landed on the moon. Yes, the footage that we saw was staged. Not all like, of it, though. Well, well yeah. They, they, but yeah, but like when you, I mean, like even like, I think like it was Buzz Aldrin who even said like, uh, I think he was on Conan one time and there's like, and Conan was like, I remember watching you land on the moon. And he's like, and Buzz Aldrin said, no, you saw an animation because that was what we filmed and sent to the television. He said there was no cameras to film the moon landing. Well, they like, had to. Have, they've brought, yeah. They obviously have brought cameras. They've done all kinds of yeah. experiences. But but what I'm saying is like that those things, those images that we saw, those were filmed. Like like the the astronauts are like that's not a big secret. Like well no yeah because they like, needed they needed something to broadcast <clears throat> to the American people to watch on a screen. This was you know the whole I mean? thing with the Stanley Kubrick thing, right? Yeah. Um, and and I but, don't, but I mean, but that being said, yes, we still land. We landed on the moon. That did happen. Yeah, they went to there. say otherwise is silliness. They got the rover. They put the flag, yeah, of you know, up and all that good stuff. Um, but I mean, so many people watch that on the news, like, oh my god, I'm watching it happen. Oh, you're watching a reenactment of it happen, but. It was. It was that, happening. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't film them actually walking on the moon. No, they couldn't. With what cameras? They can bring cameras there. Big. No. Ca- there'd be big cameras, like old school, right? Yeah, but like who who was who was filming when like when Neil Armstrong took his first steps out on the moon? Who I think who, it was an out, who was filming that? I think they put that on the outside. Yeah, like I get it. Who set up the camera for yeah. him to jump out? Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, I, I see what you're saying, but they could have had a camera like on a pole or something. I, you know, I once, was, once again, once I'm again, telling you, Buzz Aldrin said that I, it was. I, hey, like, hey, I got you. I got you. John Glenn went back to space though, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, okay. 
man. Um, it's, it's an interesting scientific achievement for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I don't want to believe that's fake. I know some. No, no. They, well, I, I mean, no, I, I mean, thought they didn't use the footage well, that once, they did for that. Once again, like, like I'm saying, I'm not saying the moon landing didn't happen. Okay. That, I mean, yeah, I'm just saying that they they did film and like an animation and send that out. So like that's what we're watching when we see the moon landing and we, with the audio you that like you the, had from the, like the classic 1969 footage. I yeah, mean. like yeah, the audio when you have like you know. That's one. Oh, sorry, that's the wrong one. That's one small step for man, yeah, yeah, yeah. one giant leap for mankind. Like when we saw that, that was that was an animation, but we were actually hearing Neil Armstrong's voice on the moon at the well, same yeah, time. But I mean, you can send video over radio waves. We're doing it right now on the internet. <laughs> like somebody's streaming something right video now. Video killed the radio. Sorry, man. That's that's true. <laughs> Which I think that voice is in that song. Actually, <laughs> but, yeah. video killed the yeah. radio star. I like that song. In my mind and in my okay, I'll stop with the I'll stop with nice, the voices. Nice. Sorry, that doesn't work on my voice anymore. That's weird. Well, I don't know. Um, it doesn't. It only works on microphone. Science. One. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, but we. We As got we off, digress, we got know? off on a we got off on a tangent there. Uh, that I that makes me always want to tell my Thomas Dolby joke, but uh, uh, here I'll just do it. You know, Thomas Dolby invented Dolby surround sound specifically for the song. Video uh, killed the radio star. She blinded me with science. Like, I did not know. And that. unless you hear it on a uh, on an actual old school Dolby uh -huh. surround sound, you don't even hear the whole song. <laughs> yeah, there's like crazy stuff in there. Mm. That's actually completely false. That didn't happen. But, uh, <laughs> those are those are different people. Um, but yeah, that's that's always kind of like a funny party joke if you say that mm -hmm. and then like play the song. People are like listening for like stuff. I never heard that before, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's it's total bullshit. Complete BS. Yeah, but interesting. Just kind of like this segment of mysterious world. Yeah, I know. Yeah, total bullshit, but very interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the title lock thing alone, like, kind of leads me to believe that. It can have maybe whoa, maybe there's two space stations. Whoa, that's deep. I wonder if there's any other moons in our solar system. There's a lot of moons in our solar system. So oh, there's tons of them. I wonder if any. Of them you are know, like it's that weird. I think we're the, the only planet that I think that only has one uh, in our uh, solar system. I think Mercury anyways. has no moon, right? Mercury has none. Um, and Some then have I think two. Venus has two. Mars has two. Mars has two. And then when you get out there, Pluto when you get out there past the asteroid belt, um, the Kyber belt. Yeah, I think Pluto has how many? Saturn's got a bunch. Jupiter's got like nine, right? We could, uh, Jupiter has a has an F load. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff floating. That's a big planet. Too. Yeah, actually, Pluto has five moons. Believe it or not. Yeah. So it kind of is a planet, even though it's a planetoid. It's a planet. It's, it's been at first it was a planet, then it was uh, then it wasn't. Now it's yeah. a planetoid. And Neil deGrasse Tyson said it never should have been. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, he's kind well, of an authority on space. Well, stuff. you Neil deGrasse Tyson. I want my Pluto back. <laughs> um, but we we you know, and we all know the moon's not made out of Swiss cheese. But if it was cool, would you eat it? Or if it was, <laughs> hey, if the moon was made out of spare ribs, would you eat it? I know. I, would. I know. I would. <laughs> I, I polish it off with a nice cold Budweiser. Like a, a, a tall, cool Budweiser. Yeah. Hey, what's your favorite planet? Mine's the sun. Uh, that's uh, Harry Carey from yeah. uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Right? Will Ferrell is yeah. Harry Carey from Saturday Night Live. That's pretty funny. Um, yeah. So, I mean, what do you think of this? Like, what, what, what would you think would be inside? Would it be like this pretty cool structure? 
or would it would just be a big? Well, there's a lot of dome? there's a lot of pictures of uh, yeah, what people have imagined it to be of this giant hollow spacecraft. I got a cutaway right here in front of me. It's kind of it's kind of hokey. The yeah. picture's really high def. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I don't think there's any truth to it at all, but it's you know, interesting. This is one of those things. What do you guys think? If you have some moon knowledge that you want to share with us, and I know I'm like we take notes and we get way more scientific when we're just sitting around talking this, and then I'm on the show and I'm just like blah, like. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a lot of information not for and against, but just a lot of information about this, this subject in general. It's kind of cool. I mean, it's the closest thing to us. So obviously we want to go there, which we did. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and other stuff up there, like there's been a lot of stuff on the moon now. Um, supposedly there's a base, uh, go see. Yeah, for sure. And I, would say, look them up. They're kind of cool. Um, Again on a Saturday afternoon. If it's raining, yeah, not, you got not doing do. anything. Go down to YouTube and Google rabbit hole on this thing, like yeah. we did, because it's fascinating stuff. Yeah, I thought there'd be more actually. Yeah, yeah. Then I then I then I was able to find. Well, you know why that you didn't find that much, right? The government's covering oh, the, it up. The man. algorithm, right? I no. don't. I don't think that's the case. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I do know some people said that um, there was a hypothesis during the, uh, I think it was during the Cold War or something where some Soviet guys came out and said, oh yeah, we know it's, uh, you know, it's it's hollow or whatever. But I think it was like a propaganda thing just to kind of mess with, you know, people in that community. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think it's a, it's a, it's a cool idea, right? You know, imagining things outside of the box I agree. for sure. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. This is a, this has been an interesting. We also one. haven't disproved that the Earth is hollow too. So yeah, and, you I've know, never been and, to the and, poles, and we live on the Earth. Yeah. So you know, yeah. And what, our deepest hole is only what? Would you say like six miles or whatever? Yeah, six miles is the deepest we've ever been able to dig. That's not very deep. It's not very deep, man. We only scratch the, the surface. Of things, yeah. I mean, it's deep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's... Uh, we'll wrap this one up. Yeah, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up, and uh, we'll go ahead and close out the show with a little... Uh, AI Theater presents Scripted Delights. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's get into it. Here we go. All right, so this is the part of the show where we uh, we have AI write a scene for us. Yes. And uh, before we get into this, I want to give a big shout out to uh, Taylor Sokol from the Potential Podcast. He's been yeah. on the show a couple of times now. He's a fantastic voice he's actor. A, he's a great uh, voice actor. He's doing some... Uh, he's doing some uh, Audiobooks right now, yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but, he, right, yeah. but he's got great impressions, and uh, the most famous of which is his probably his Christopher Walken is like spot I on. Can't so. stop laughing when I hear this guy <laughs> he's, talk. He's got a great Christopher Walken impression, um, and we had you do Christopher Walken some episodes back <laughs> when we did Yoda. But but like he saw that and hit me up. He's like he's like. You know, why did you not ask me to do Christopher Walken? Yeah, he called you know? in Christopher Walken's voice and was like, and I, I, I'm, I, I'm I, available. Yeah, and I, I said, okay, dude, I promise at yeah. some point I will have you on as Christopher Walken. And now I'm, I'm cashing in that chip and tonight. I so. said I want him to just come on as a guest and just talk like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, just have, maybe we'll just have him call in as Christopher Walken some night That'd or something. Great. That's great. But if you get a chance, check him out. Taylor Sokol at uh, Potential Podcast. It's really great. So uh, in coming up with the concept for this week's AI Theater Presents Scripted Delights, I was uh, my mind went back to like an old In Living Color sketch from like back in the day. And this okay. is with like Jamie Foxx. Uh, as Wiley e. Coyote. Okay. 
sued the Acme company <laughs> over its uh, defective products. That's hilarious. And I was like, I was like, we're going to take that, but we're going to put our own spin on it. So Wiley e. Coyote, of course, doesn't speak in the Looney Tunes. Right, cartoons. he holds up signs. He holds up signs and stuff, where <laughs> he just basically conveys it through like breaking the fourth wall and looks and stuff like that. So we were going to go ahead and give him uh, a voice, and who better than Christopher Walken? So we're going to have uh, Taylor Sokol read as uh, Christopher Walken portraying the role of Wiley e. Coyote in this court case with the Honorable Judge Elmer Fudd presiding over the case, which will be played by Keith here. And and I, well, you know what? No disclaimer. It's going to be a bad Elmer Fudd. But it's it's if, fine. But, wait, it's fine. This will be funny. And, and then in, in the CEO of the Acme Company... We had to like really match the intensity of Christopher Walken. So I had to call in another A-list celebrity actor, uh, very famous for his role uh, in A Few Good Men. Oh, he's got which is a dramas. great, which is a great courtroom drama. Yeah. Um, Jack Nicholson, and it's like one of that's one of the few impressions that I can do. I think I, I did Jack on on the show once. Not they, a very good one, but did, when, which episode did you do Jack Nicholson on? I'm trying to remember. It was one of the early AI theaters because yeah, I always say my Jack Nicholson impersonation is a lot like my Michelle Rodriguez impersonation. <laughs> yeah. Well, tonight this will be me as uh, as Jack Nicholson. So we're gonna we're gonna get into it in tonight's AI theater presents scripted delights. Let's do it. Here we go. All right. <laughs> And now for another edition of AI Theater Presents Scripted Delights. All right, we need a little bit of uh, background courtroom music or ambiance here. And here it is. Okay, now, the courtroom is abuzz with anticipation. Wiley e. Coyote, portrayed by Christopher Walken, stands nervously at the plaintiff's table while Elmer Fudd, in a judge's robe, looks down from the bench. <coughs> Old uh, in the coat. <laughs> we were here today to discuss the case of Wiley E. Coyote versus the Acme Company. <laughs> you gotta give it... Uh, uh, Mr. Coyote... You may pro- <laughs> you may proceed with your opening statement. Thank you, Yana. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I stand before you today to present evidence of the countless mishaps and injuries caused by Agni's defective products. It's time to hold them accountable for the negligence. Oh, so now. We're the ones on trial, eh? Acme products are top-notch, designed for professionals like Mr. Coyote here. We can't be held responsible for his, shall we say, creative use of our items. Mr. Coyote, do you have any evidence to support your claims? Yana, I present Exhibit A, the remnants of Acne's explosive birdseed. As you can see, it detonated prematurely, causing me severe harm. This is just one example of the faulty products. Ah, but Mr. Coyote, 
Did you even bother to read the fine prints that were given in the instructions? Our products come with a disclaimer that clearly states the potential risks involved. It's not our fault if our customers don't use them as intended. Wow! I demand the truth, sir. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> order. Order. When I say order, I expect you to be very quiet. Wary? What are you, check off the, I, hold from on, let Star me do Trek? Over again. Okay, do it again. Wait, order? How do you say order? <laughs> How does it do? Order. Order. Then o- order. He's order. having a hard time with his lines. All right, go ahead. Try again. And take two. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Order, order. When I say order, I expect you to be very quiet. Now, let's proceed with the trial and see what the evidence weeds us. The courtroom is now in session. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and scene. That's that so was, hard. I think like, you, if that was the hardest, I think like, you doing an Elmer Fudd impression was probably the <laughs> toughest one for you. That's the, That's ridiculous. I don't. I just remember him saying it, be very quiet. I'm hunting wabbit. Like, but like, that's, yeah, that's, that's not a voice I'm uh, familiar with, but that's great. This is such a silly. Yeah. I mean, it's silly, but it's fun, but yeah, it is fun. (laughs) It gets you out of your comfort zone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I think that's uh, that's about all the time we have for today, man. We're going to go ahead and uh, pack it up. Oh, you're recording. Yeah. (laughs) I'm still recording. (laughs) Nice. I thought that was the uh, outtakes. Uh, oh no, that's staying in the show, nice, man. <laughs> nice, that's even better. You guys can see the the hard work and dedication that goes into this. Um, <laughs> that's going to be it for us, man. For uh, Zumundo, I'm Doolin, and I'm Keith. And thanks for hanging out with us tonight, guys. Yeah, this is a fun time. Yeah, yeah. have a Zumundus week, everybody. I know we'll, I will. We'll see you next week, guys. Yeah, peace have out. A great week. Oh man, that was wild. That was wild. I am tired, fam. That's all right, man. Yeah. It's almost nighttime. It's almost the night time is the right it's, time. Uh, yeah. The night time is there. the right time. Yeah, we got to. Hey, man, I'm thinking about joining a cult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, whatever. Hey, it's like, hey, man, when they say like, you know, the sun sucks, it's like, yeah, I hate the sun. Well, live the fucking beast, they right? Got free food, yeah. <laughs> they got free food. Um, there's a girl I want to meet there, man. What the fuck is your problem? <laughs> it's